Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J. Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Calista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. talking shit battle is that the title well i wasn't sure what to call it and then i was like what do you do do you do lariver versus elicity do you i mean there's so much to cover in that broad spectrum and really we're talking about sex scenes okay i well i can't change it but or we can add (laughs) maybe this will be a week-long topic maybe because this is something cal and i never get tired of no, we we love to I compare mean, and contrast because the proof is oh, in the pudding. Because it's so sense. good, y'all. the The tea is delicious. <laughs> so, anyways, there like, is like in I'm case we, you're worried, in case just you're worried, look at these Listen, scenes and you'll be like, okay, yeah, it's just, all. Don't worry about it. It's all um, <laughs> so there's always like a couple Laurel Lance fans starting <laughs> shit on Twitter, there, and it's always the same ones. It's always it's the same like, ones. Do you get tired? <laughs> I don't really get tired of it because I find Well, no, so- do they get tired? No, they like- don't. It's like, I think everybody, because everyone's like, don't, don't take them on. Don't. And I didn't. I was a good girl. I didn't, like, engage with them. I just tweeted my own shit, like, subtweeting. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't really subtweeting. It was just more like, here are opposing and correct views for the world to see the truth um and like people are like don't engage they're just sad and delu-. listen i think everybody is getting some level of entertainment out of this if you're keep if you keep doing this you're doing it because yeah. you enjoy it so like if they enjoy doing it that's then fine enjoy who am i to judge <laughs> who am i to judge just because they enjoy their delusional you know crazy crazy beliefs psychos i mean I'm not, really I'm not here to save the world, people. I'm just here to speak my truth. And my truth is that Lorever sucks and Elicity's awesome. So That's we okay. were discussing. <laughs> there was like somehow it got to be about chemistry or something. And really, whenever you're talking chemistry, this is where the real rubber hits the road. Goody, goody stuff is whatever you want to. If you're ever taking on that side. And yeah, chemistry subjective. <laughs> Well, well so is some it? chemistry <laughs> is. I think, I think before we get into this, yeah. we need to tackle the chemistry thing. Because here's, right. here's my view on the chemistry thing. Right. A lot of them are like, oh, it's subjective. I've had, I had a Lariver once try to argue with me that they had chemistry in the comic books. And so if they just wrote them to have chemistry on the show, they'd have chemistry on the show. Can and I, I was like, can I, can I, that's can I not how it works. How do, like, Flad's mansional pictures have chemistry? I don't get that. Don't you just drop porn? Is it just porn that they're talking about? What it is, is they were confusing. I think they were young. Okay. I think they were confusing. Picture books? (laughs) I think they were confusing words on a page with chemistry, which is not what we're saying. That's not They thought if, if Arrow wrote 
La River, then we'd have La River, and who cares about Sparks on no. the screen? They don't know. They did. I don't think this person understood. Listen, what even we were that's a very about. good point. Even if the writing was there, which it it's wasn't, <laughs> but even if the writing was there, they still have the hot mess that is Katie Cassidy and Stephen Amell. Yeah, and and it's, ain't no and fixing it's, that shit. It's it's one of those things. It's like chemistry is subjective to a certain point. When there's anti-chemistry, that's undeniable. When there's a surplus of chemistry, also undeniable. And what you have with LaRiver and Elicity is negative chemistry and surplus chemistry. Yes. And both It's not are us. Like, if it was just us who thought, whoa, chemistry, it they wouldn't have gone with Emily Betricards yeah. in the first place. No. They already had a female lead. It's not like... If there was no problem, guys, they wouldn't have been shopping. They were shopping lead actresses all through season oh, yeah. one. Sorry, no. Katie. Listen. Your listen. job was in danger for like from minute one. <laughs> listen, for fans who are listening to this. I can tell you one thing. Okay? One thing. And, and I pray it gets through to you. Mm-hmm. If Laurel and Oliver had all this chemistry and were as as popular and wonderful as you say they are, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't have been shot down. Yeah. Okay? That's the tea, kids. That is it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what Steven thinks, what Katie thinks, what Emily thinks, what, what, what any of the actors have to say about it. Doesn't matter. The writers could be easily overruled if the network is like, listen... These people have chemistry and they're popular. Don't do this. No. When Mark Guggenheim sits in front of you, looks you dead in the eye, Mm -hmm. and says, Stephen and Katie just didn't have any chemistry. That's all you need to know, friends. That's it. That's it. That's That's it. it. He ain't shy. Go ask him. (laughs) Go find a comic book signing. Go find a comic book signing. Go talk to Mr. Guggenheim. He will tell you. He he will will, tell you. He will lay it straight out. Here's the reason. Yeah. Unvarnished. Like, they can recognize that it was a hot mess. <laughs> they know. They know. It's it not happens. a surprise. It's not a secret. It's, it's, Here's it the problem. This is where people don't understand how Arrow came to be. Okay? Yeah. So, Steve got cast first. All right? He had to audition. Yeah. Miss Cassidy did not have to audition. She was the name. And she was coming off of Melrose Place. And I think, I think... That she had a network contract. So they let her pick her next show. And she picked Arrow. Because why wouldn't you? Who, want, who wouldn't want to be Black Canary? Well, I think she saw, you know, that the Black Canary is, is a comic book character, which a lot of actors, and there they kind of like to have that. There was that, some buzz. They kind of yep. like to have that tick on their resume. Hey, right. I played a, a superhero. Action character. Right. And she's like, I'm going to get to kick ass. Right. And this sounds like a great role. It does. It did. I can't blame her for, for snatching no. that up. Listen, Hell yeah. It isn't really, it's a Do multiple it, people. It's everyone's <laughs> fault and it's nobody's fault. It's yeah, kind of one of those just, horror shows that really, you're just like, just yeah. Happened. It was just, it, just happened. it was not. So she didn't count, she didn't, so every time you hear, this is what's so funny now. So Steve and Katie did not do a chemistry test. They just, they just, they literally thought, well, look at these two pretty people. We're going to slap yep. these two pretty people together. It's going to be amazing. Well, and I think what it was, was Katie fir- had the first, you know, she was the first one in. I think he got cast first. I don't know if he got cast first or what happened, but Katie, they couldn't argue against Katie. 
No, they had she, to. They had well, to be also, Katie. she looked like she looks like Black Canary, like from the comics. If you take her blonde hair, but she she was she was a shoe in, and once they right. they auditioned Steve, they saw him. They're like, "Well, this is Oliver Queen, right?" That I'm It'll seeing be fine. right here. They're like, "It's fine," and they're like, <laughs> "Whatever." They you know, as long as they have a little bit of chemistry, it'll be fine. Guess right. what? They, they didn't, didn't have they had a nothing. little bit of chemistry. They had they nothing. Had zip. They had zero. Zip. Nothing. It was the worst case scenario. They were and shopping. They, I guarantee you at some point during that pilot, happens. somebody went to somebody <laughs> and was like, we need to recast Laurel. And they were I like, no. Guarantee it. She yeah. signed on the dotted line. You're That's stuck with her. Exactly. So, I think as soon as they started filming, they saw it. Because how like, do you oh, watch that no. pilot? How do you watch that pilot and be like, oh, this is working. This is working great. That was my yeah. major. I loved the Arrow pilot, but I was like, what's happening over here? Wait, what? First of all, there was the writing problem. (laughs) Right. There is the writing problem of like the cheating with the sister. And I'm like, wait a minute. Excuse me? We're doing what now? And then we had just like the, (laughs) like the, just like the rage. There was like dripping rage. She just really seemed to hate him. She's not like. She I wanted him to him die. Him. She wanted no, she didn't want it him wasn't, to die. She wanted him to suffer more. I was like, okay, yeah, that's deep. It wasn't it wasn't that that I love you but I hate you, but no, I no, love you. There was no, no I no. love you. It was just I fucking hate you and want to see you dead. Right. So she says that to him and then later <laughs> on in the pilot she's <laughs> like, like if you need a friend see this is the problem with Laura. She's schizophrenic. She's like <laughs> one personality one second and the next person it's like she's hearing voices. So then the next scene she's like I, it, she, Katie gets all real breathy whenever she's being like ingenue Laurel. When she's when she's when she's tough Laurel, then it's just straight bitch. But when she's ingenue Laurel, then she's like very breathing. <sighs> she's like, I just want you cat know. and heat. <laughs> yeah, she's cat and heat. I just want you, you know, maybe I was too rough on you, and you know, if you need a friend to talk to. And then Stone Steve is like, stay away from me. I'm like, you guys need like meds and therapy equally <laughs> everybody separate to your corners and then who wanders into their little set but little cutie pie cupcakes sprinkles of rainbows little miss emily bet ricards i think steve you know, fell over listen, himself introducing himself to her so and can you, you blame guys them? you Hot guys ticket. they knew from the pilot that <laughs> wherever was bad who was bad the head news. of who's the head of the network again is it pedowitz was it pedowitz, pedowitz yeah when Pedowitz is sending a note down, <laughs> more so Pedowitz- blonde IT girl. First of all, Pedowitz is watching, okay, which says to me he's keeping an eye on his new show. Also, there's probably a problem. <laughs> if Mr. Pedowitz is looking for a female to get excited about, that means that well, he doesn't it- have a female to get excited about. <laughs> And it wasn't just Pedowitz. It was everybody on set. It was the director. It everybody was, got excited. It was the producers. Everybody saw. Audience members got excited. Well, we were all. Who is was that? Years before. I mean, years before. Months before the audience even saw it. Like, right. Everybody involved in the show saw this footage and was like, and here we go. Right. This is what we're talking about. Right. And just like you can't plan for, for anti-chemistry, you can't plan, you plan for, for chemistry. 
excess chemistry either. No. It, Listen, everyone thinks like everyone thinks like <laughs> like everyone argues chemistry on Vampire Diaries and I actually think that that's one of those situations where it's just magical. Like Nina Dobrev has chemistry with Ian Summerholder. Ian uh, she has chemistry with um Paul Wesley and then yeah. Paul Wesley and Ian, Sum- Ian Summerholder have really good like it was brother it chemistry. Was it was like casting. It was just like Vampire one of those yeah, this works. We can fight about this for 10 years. So but you know what they did? Do you know what they did? Hmm. They chemistry hmm. tested the actors. They had wow, to what a together. concept! Holy what? shit! Really? What? Is that a thing you could do? Okay, so then that. what's hilarious <laughs> going forward, this is what's God. super funny. Dumbass. If you talked to any, if you watched any, if you read any interviews after season one, and they're cast in uh, Grant Gustin, they're cast in... Um, oh, when they, Palmer. they they chemistry test. Grant They're like, oh, the chemistry. So much with the chemistry. All the chemistry. They can't they, say every chemistry. Every time they cast somebody, they're enough. chemistry. In fact, they released the chemistry read between Grant and Emily. Like, see, we did one. <laughs> it was like. Like, okay, we learned our lesson, sorry. guys. Yeah, it was hilarious. It's like they couldn't stop falling over themselves in interviews, promising cat like audience chemistry chemistry we didn't screw it up we totally tested them with okay we're sorry so jen yeah what are we talking about we're talking about sex scenes because we feel like this is really important (laughs) for people to understand because it really bothers me when anyone tries to argue that that 123 sex scene between laurel and oliver was anything but disastrous on Mm -hmm. on 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 a chemistry level and also like the writers weren't doing it as a good thing Mm -mm. it wasn't good this isn't happy. This is not a happy moment. First of all, can we talk a little bit where Laurel and Oliver were at in season one and why we continue to get whiplash with these toxic, ridiculous people? Like, she was with Tommy, like, a couple episodes before, and then Tommy dumped her because Tommy found out that Oliver was the arrow, and then he was like, well, she's going to be and with him And Tommy anyways. was hugely insecure of Oliver being Super the arrow. insecure. I mean, you can't blame Tommy for being insecure. Look at Stephen Amell. <laughs> also, his dad basically was, was like, Oliver's nervous. the son I really wish yes. I had. Like, Tommy was getting it from all sides. It was just everywhere. His girlfriend was in love with him. His dad was in love with him. Well, and he knew Laurel was, like, working with the hood all the time. And, oh, right. I love the hood. Hood's great. And then, like, he finds out that Oliver's the hood. And he's like, oh, well, shit. Yeah, <laughs> over I'm for fucked. me. I'm fucked. <laughs> like you cannot blame the man because you know what? No. Yeah, she would have totally dumped him if Laurel found because out that Oliver was, was the hood. She would have dumped Tommy fucking, in a heartbeat. She was the most disloyal. Oh, yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. I get oh. I get angry oh, when I think about it. he's running around the city and he's in a hood and he's sexy. Oh my God, okay, it doesn't so matter pretty. that he cheated I on. Love him so oh my much. God, I know he cheated on me with my <laughs> with my sister. But like that doesn't matter because he wears a hood. But Tommy knew Laurel Code cold. He just did. Here's, here's what it comes off as when I, who know it's a TV show, I'm watching. Yes, it comes off as. He's the lead, and I want more scenes, so I'm going to be a bitch in heat for him. But what it comes off with (laughs) in story, in lieu of that, is Laurel's a gold digger. Yeah, yes. Tommy has money, too. Well, she definitely comes off as a gold digger. Well, she comes off as a gold digger, I would say, very much. They were just nasty to her. I mean, you could tell they were deconstructing Laurel and Oliver, because in those flashbacks with Sarah, they were very much trying to make it seem like. 
really Oliver probably would have ended right would have ended yeah. up with Sarah if Laurel hadn't intervened, yeah. and. True. That the cheating thing wasn't <laughs> as clear cut as Laurel sells it. And then also she was just totally tunnel vision with who Oliver was in oh, reality. She, she, she knew Oliver was cheating on her at the time. Right. And she didn't care. She just wanted to become Mrs. Laurel. Queen yeah. Someday. Sarah literally says to her, he cheats on you all the time. And Laurel's like, it's fine. I'm going to be Mrs. Queen. You're like, Okay. Like, if you yeah. think Oliver wow, and guys. Laurel were not <laughs> going to end up as Robert and Moira Queen. They absolutely were. I, I don't know what to do for you. I don't Basically, know what to do for you. They would have been children from affairs on both sides. Right. Both so, sides. okay. So, Tommy dumps her because Tommy is in a swirl of puppy pain. And Poor Tommy. <sighs> If you want to feel bad for somebody in season one, you feel, feel bad for Tommy fucking Merlin, all right? Because he got the shaft every which way. All right. I get really angry when I talk about Tommy. I know. I, um, I love my So Oliver things. decides, <laughs> I can't, like, Oliver decides he's going to be able to, Oliver's counting his chickens. Like, he's, he, he decides he's going to be able to save the city. So once he saves the city, then he gets to hang up the hood. He's, he's been right? so focused the whole season. Right. And, and I can't be with Laurel. I can't be with any, you know, anybody. I can't. Except for four girls. <laughs> it wasn't even like that. It was like, I can't have a future like this. Yeah, I guess he hood. gave it a shot with McKenna. And it kind and of. He, well, he, but, he, but he saw what his life did to McKenna. Yeah, you know, I mean, that she was did get a his fault, gunshot. You know, yeah, it was super his she's fault. Because like, his crazy ex-girlfriend <laughs> shot her. But fair, whatever. Fair. Anyhow, anyhow. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Everybody but told whatever. him not to date Helena. No, he wouldn't listen. God, no, he wouldn't listen. She was crazy but, um, for, as cats. So he got himself really convinced that if he's the hood, he can't have Laurel. And he shouldn't have Laurel because his life will just ruin her. But then he sees, and it's not <laughs> even sorry, in the bag yet. He was so great for her to start with. <laughs> Well, he, he was, he was, it was all really tied up with his whole redemption. And I know. If he can, here's the thing. Here's where Oliver's coming from. Oliver is not in love with Laurel anymore. No. Okay. That's not what's happening. No. Oliver no. thinks if he can fix no. it with Laurel, if, if, and fixing it with Laurel doesn't just mean her forgiveness. It means we get to go back to before we, how we were before I got on the fucking boat. Then he just is like the island never happened and I'm all yeah. fixed. I can I can erase everything it's bad. All badness has gone away, and I'm a fixed person, and I can It'll just be so because fantastic. he he knows he's incredibly fucked up, but he's not at the point where he wants to deal with any of that, as we see for the next five years. Um, so he just wants quick fixes at this point. Yeah, and she's a quick fix. It feels good to be with her, so therefore, if I feel good. And he she doesn't want to scratch that surface. Right. And hard. she yeah. has seen the worst in me. So therefore, I can't be that bad. So all fixed. Trust me. You know somebody in life who has done this. You know somebody in life who has just been like, really probably needs to sit down with a therapist and do about five years. But instead, they just jump from relationship to relationship because they just, that feels better. And then when it shit hits the fan, they think it's the relationship and really it's probably them. It's really, really Everybody toxic and gross, this. which leads us into right, if it's right. toxic and gross. What song do you use ooh, to display ooh, ooh, how ooh, toxic and gross it is? 
That's not the tune, but I'm not really a musician. No, but seriously, that is how the show tells you they're toxic. But can we talk about radioactive? Right. Can we talk about Laurel in this scene? Because it bugs the shit out of me. All right. So he knocks on the door and he's done. He did some bullshit back into it. I love you thing. Or she's like, can you just please tell Tommy that you don't have feelings for me, that you're not in love with me? And Oliver's like, I can't do that. And then he walks away. And they're like, and she's all like blown. It's like, what? He must, he must love he me. He must love me. Okay. And then she always has like this real baby voice whenever she's around. She just it tell really me what's going on. And like, me. Oh, like a grown up. <laughs> all right. Sorry, I get angry. Um, so he knocks on the door. I think he's got like two buttons unbuttoned. Knocks on the door. He d- undid him on his he way. He totally upstairs. undid him on the way. Those sexy scars are underneath this. And I'm totally he's all. Get I can't even them. really remember what he says. It don't matter. She's on him. Like, like, like white on rice. White on rice. <sighs> like he basically says, "I kind of like you," and she jumps him. Like she yeah. jumps it's him. It's really gross. She jumps him. Like if you want to see what it means to jump a man, you watch Laurel Lance in action. Because I don't even know if 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 Oliver was like. I mean, he probably figured he was going to get lucky, but you know, leave room for possible. Maybe not. I'm just going to tell her I like her. Because he doesn't tell her I love her. Because God no. forbid we'd say those words. Um, no. Never can. No, no. no. Um, Honey, and no. she's just like, and he's like, <laughs> oh, I just, I, basically he sells her more bullshit of, oh, you've always seen the best of me. Really, Oliver? When she was saying to you that there's no way you could be the hood that was seen the best. What? I can't. You, see, if you try to logic Laurel and Oliver, your head just explodes. It's really, really. It's really frustrating. And so he's like, I just really hope that I'm not too late in telling you this. <laughs> and she's like, no, you're right on time. And she, like, humps them. So there's a thing that happens with Stephen really and Katie. Gross. It's bad. Um. There's this thing, and I want to talk about it because it confuses me. Because maybe I'm doing kissing wrong. There's a lot of biting that Katie does. Like, she bites at him. There's biting. Like, Steve goes for the full nine. Like, every, like, open mouth. And, like, she, like, like nibbles at him. It's like, it's like watching my dog, like, chew on his bone. It's like, what are you, what are you doing? It's just... Like, sometimes she's she has the lower lip, but a lot of times what she does is, like, as the kiss is, like, heating up, I just watched a couple scenes. I took one to, for the team. Then she gets, like, really, like, <sighs> breathy and sweaty, and then it's, like, then she, like, does this, like, bite thing. And Ugh. you're, like, is this supposed to be, like... It, it's, it's, it's supposed to show her her overwhelming emotion. Like, we're really getting, taking we're getting revved her. up here. We're near orgasmic like, just from I'm kissing. I'm just so excited that, that just, I'm finally getting my big love scene with the lead. I don't know, man. It's fucking weird, all right? I'm like, I like, I like, know. listen, Steve and Emily, they like to nibble on a good lower lip every once in a while. I would say particularly Steve seems very focused on Emily's I lower lip. I think they're, they're a little bit more... Of the suck on the lip. It's yeah, sucking. Bite. It's sucking. It's not like bite. Like she literally, like Steve will be well, trying to kiss even, her, and she it's like not even a bite. It's like she just runs her teeth. Yeah, it's like this weird teeth thing, and so like he's all he's got his teeth to aim for. I'm like, I feel like there's a miscommunication. Should you two rehearse more? Because we should work this out. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I've been kissing the same guy for like 16 years. So I'm like, are we doing it wrong? I feel like we've been doing it right for a while. I don't know. Right. Okay, thanks. 
so that's what happens okay and like Anytime, and there's like a love scene, there's like, it's like Katie gets super flustered. She gets real hot. And she has admitted, like, she gets real embarrassed during these scenes and she gets flustered. So it's kind of, it's kind of cute. Do you remember that SDCC? Yeah, I can see it, Katie. Do you remember the SDCC where they had the big WB super panel and Steven lifted up his shirt? Yes. And Emily was like cheering him on and Katie was like hiding her eyes. And everybody's like, yeah. the fuck, Katie? Like, like, why are you hiding? Why? It's abs. I'm married. Settle down. I'm very married. (laughs) And I'm desperately in love with my husband. He has a very nice set of abs at home. Thank you very much. I'm just saying, it doesn't, like, I can look at Steve. It's like looking at a fine piece of art. Yeah, that's pretty. It's not going to hurt. I it doesn't hurt anybody. It's not like you're cheating. It's like, you know, my husband pauses at the Victoria's Secret commercials. Yeah. He's a heterosexual male. I would expect him to. Like, duh. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's Whatever. it's very obvious that she feels awkward about it. It's awkward, with Steve. Th- right. I feel like there's, there's something a story Steve there. related. Right. Oh, there's a story. And it it kind of like ooks me out a little bit. Yeah. I'm not something lie. happened between like, those oh, guys in those early days and it oh, just never got fixed. I don't know what oh, happened. No, what it I don't is, care what I'm happened. Not, I don't really I don't like want to know, but like I don't like it. They don't like each other. Don't I let anyone tell you that Steve and Katie you know, like each other. They don't. Here's the thing. Part of the reason I don't like it is cuz I have a feeling if I knew that I would side with Katie. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and that is very uncomfortable for me. Like, if I don't you can accept, if you can that. love Stephen Amell, I think that's wonderful. But at some point, you have to recognize he's a dude bro, like, five seconds out of a frat. Like, that's kind of basically his, his thing. shtick. You know? And you're like, yeah. yeah. Dude bro Steve. That's kind of, that makes, and, and you realize this about him and you apply that to certain situations he becomes crystal clear in a lot of things. So anyways, what were we talking about? Oh, chemistry. So Laurel jumps him like a cat. Like literally jumps. She's got the socks on. Okay. Can we talk about the socks? The socks, black socks. What the fuck is happening in wardrobe? Was the costume (laughs) designer taking the day off? Like what was happening? Do you know what's not hot? Socks. (laughs) Sexy. Especially black socks. Okay. White socks. You can get away with white socks if they're crystal, pristine white socks. Like, are her feet cold? Is that what was happening? Like, like, they're under 400 degree lights as they're filming this. And you have... Imagine she's wearing, like, Oliver comes home and Felicity's wearing Oliver's button-down shirt. Right. And a pair of white socks. A pair of white socks. Okay, fine. I can get behind that. That's cute. That's cute. But, like, socks in an apartment and she's going to She's wearing shorts and black socks. And black socks. Because, like, like, I had so many, like, it took me. I'm not sure you do. It took took me out of the love scene because I was like, what's happening with the socks? Because (laughs) she's got hardwood floors. And I'm like, isn't that slippery? And then I'm like, also, they they film under these big-ass lights. Like, it's hot. Okay, and then you're like, you have Stephen Man Mountain Amel all over you. Like, I have, like, stood next to that man with his arm around me. He's very warm. He's like a warm... He's a toasty little ...teddy bear. He's a little bit squishy. (laughs) Like, you think, like, oh, he's going to be, like, hard as a rock. He's not. His muscles are, like, soft and squishable. But, like... 
but firm. But firm. It's very, it's yeah. very interesting. It's like a marshmallow. And it's like a teddy bear with abs. I don't really know how else to describe him. <laughs> and he's very warm. And he keeps his arm around you when you're very cold inside a, a very big place where there's a lot of air conditioning. And then you ask him, could I just stay here for a little bit longer? And he says, sure. <laughs> so, and then he has to take more pictures and then he sends you back into the freezing cold. Not that I'm talking about a personal experience or anything. Um, yeah, so I just didn't understand the sex because I was like, I feel like he would keep her warm. Like we're having, maybe because she'd just be like, hang on, before I jump you, I take off my socks. Oh, okay. But from a practical, this is a television show standpoint. There should be no socks. Why put her in the socks at all? Who allowed Katie to put on a fucking pair of black socks? I feel like that should have been a director thing. Like, take off the socks, Cassidy. I don't know. I don't know. It was just really... Every time I see it, I think, oh my God, there's the socks. And can we talk about, like, the lifting? Like, when he jumps her, or she jumps him, like, she hops. And, he and then he like her. he catches her, and then it's yeah. walking. It just feels a little awkward. No, no. See, here's my thing. I think that's the one thing about their sex scene that worked. Oh, Was you know what? Job. I'm remembering. I'm remembering Emily and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, never mind. They did okay on that part. This is I what take I'm it back. talking about. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna we're, we're we'll gonna get, get there we'll in get a minute, but yeah, we'll get to that. Um, yeah. No, they did. That's one thing they did right. Okay, so they're going to the bed. And can we talk about this? Can we talk about this? Talk about the blooper. Well, we can talk about the blooper first because it's oh. spectacular. Oh, the Steve missed is. the bed. They were supposed to fall down he on the bed. Like and he just missed it. On the floor. Like, <laughs> he's, not only did he drop her on the floor, he fell on top of her. He's like 200 pounds on top of Katie. <laughs> going, like, oh, not like God. a, if you've seen this blooper, it's not a soft land. It's not like Steve sees the that he's missing the bed and, like, attempts to, like, make a, no, no, no. He just goes, like, he hits the edge. They hit the edge and boom, on the floor. And I am just, like, can we get medical for Katie? Like, oh, my God. How is have she you, okay? Have you heard Steve talk about it where he's, like, nobody laughed at first. Usually when you Katie laughed. I heard her oh, laugh no. on the blooper. <laughs> but to hear Steve tell it, he says nobody, everybody was quiet. And he's, like, come on, guys, laugh. It's funny. Yeah. He had to well, tell people. It, yeah, Katie said that he got up and she said that he was bright red. Like, she's like, that was the only time she's really seen him truly embarrassed. And Steve has admitted that is probably his most embarrassing moment on set. I would wonder if he would do the falling on the bed with Katie or when he was in the chains with uh, Adrian Chase. I he think fell the flat Adrian on his Chase face. I think it's bad because he looked pissed when they put that. They put that in the blooper reel. I think Steve was really mad about that. But thank you, blooper gods, for giving I us know, that gift. You. Listen, if you have any more bloopers that are going to make him mad, please, please give it to us. The They're the TV best release. ones. I, okay, I need so, that in my life. Okay, what I found was interesting was that, okay, so this whole we're getting back Laurel and Oliver at the end of the season thing, which, yeah, that wasn't a surprise. Like, you knew that's where they were going towards. It's just the story. They didn't, like build the story enough around it where it really made sense why she was forgiving him and why we were but whatever because like Oliver himself she doesn't know he's the hood so like what has Oliver actually done to show that he's a changed person just as Oliver 
Like, there's not a lot. And he, they go, like, they flip back and forth from one week to the next. She loves him. She hates him. She loves him. She hates him. So, like, then we just, like, then they kind of, like, keep their distance, I feel, like, after the midseason because she's with Tommy. And then all of a sudden it's, like, oh, can you tell Tommy? All of a sudden we're back together. There yeah, she's, like, oh, can you tell Tommy you don't love again. me? I do. Okay. And then they and they hump. And I'm, like, okay, I need a little more than that. <laughs> so what I thought was well, really – the the problem uh, another big problem i feel like we need to bring up is that in the same episode where you finally get this big lore ever love scene you had what is considered by many to be the biggest elicity scene to date oh in the same yeah episode. and so oh, yeah. when it came to the fandom reaction after the episode yeah, i wasn't in at the time day. but i went back and looked Mm-hmm. And all anyone was talking about was the hold on to me tight, yeah, platonic circumstances. I, That's yeah, all that was, was such. About. There they was more sexuality, like more charged sexuality between yeah. her putting her arm around him, him looking at her, like it was like he undressed her in that second, can like he imagine? was thinking it too. Like, whoa. can you imagine if? River had shared a, a moment Ooh. like that in the same episode where Elicity finally hooked up. Ooh. Can you imagine? Oh, God. Can yeah, imagine I can imagine that? we'd be picketing out of Mark's side of Mark's I know. House. Wouldn't we be pissed? We'd be like, you, you robbed us? Motherfucker. But here's the difference. And this is what we're drilling down to in this podcast. Today. Right. The big difference is the River's love scene was not set up to be an expression of true and lasting love. Can we talk for a second? I just got to get this in here. Wait a minute. Just a minute. They didn't, we didn't actually see them have sex. Well, no. But like, I think that's important. If, if you're like, oh, this is the great big reunion. We saw the pre-show. Like it was pretty like rated G pre-show. But when they get to the bed, then well, some shows do it that way. I know, but like not Arrow. Um, we, found, we, out um, we yeah. found out later on. Um, yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Thank Again, you. I will take my skin and be very happy with it. Listen, there was action going on underneath those sheets. You need to rewind. Okay. So All then, right. as they're walking <laughs> past the window, then the perspective changes, which is I think is really crucially important. Because, like, Laurel is kind of unbuttoning the rest of the un- already unbuttoned shirt. God, Oliver just knew she was going to fuck him the minute he walked in. He's like, it's like, he's like he was undressing in the hallway. He went there to screw her. To screw her. He's such a dick. Yes. Oh, I hate them. I just, like, I'm, like, thinking about it, and it just makes me so angry. Because who is nuts. on the street just... in his puppy pain? Thomas and Thomas's. And I love him so much. And he's watching... His best buddy, who, by the way, just told him, get back together with Laurel. Go fix it with Laurel. And Tommy's like, okay. And he shows up at the apartment. Well, guess who, Mr. It's like watching two cats, like, go after a cat in heat. It was like two Tomcats, like, racing each other to see who could get there first. Well, and, and Oliver got there first. Well, romantic for either it's not romantic. or Oliver and Laurel? This you know? very much scene with Tommy watching from the street. First of all, Laurel invest in some blinds, stop banging dudes in the middle of freaking Star City was very much betrayal. Like this was from you, man. This was meant to communicate what Oliver and Laurel were do was doing 
was wrong and it was a betrayal and it was not okay. And then on top of that, they were playing Imagine Dragons radioactive because they're a toxic shit. <laughs> it's a, a song about toxic waste. Now, I think a lot of people were like, oh, that song sounds sexy. Mm. But when you listen to mm. it, like, listen, I know when that aired that radioactive was the big it was fucking the hot song. song. Yeah. It was the hot song. But here's my thing. There's a lot of hot songs. And they could have picked something that was a little bit more, more romantic. Is all I'm saying. Like, if you're going right. to go, like, for, for, let's go for 320 era. If they were going to do an Elicity, like an actual song instead of a score for Elicity, my personal choice, take me to church from Hosea. Well, you know what I'll say? Sorry to keep bringing up Vampire Diaries, but they're really good at this shit. So, like, I think it's really important. <laughs> they are. It's like, it's. It's really important. I think there's a couple things that you can do. Um, if if the if the showrunners have gone through the brain damage and the expense of paying for the main couple to have their own love theme, that's a really good indication of the investment that they have in this couple and that they're probably planning. Now, Laurel and Oliver had a love theme in season one. Um, they, they? They did. I, li- <laughs> I listened. The thing is, because I, I was like, I didn't think that they did. But I listened, and there is a slight change. It would be interesting for me to rewatch season one and to keep an eye out for it because it sounds very similar to, like, the regular Arrow music, um, which that works for a love theme. Uh, it would be interesting to me if they played it that I know what's what music I'm listening for now, so it'd be interesting to me to see if they played it other places, which is totally possible if they did. If they if they played it other places, then they didn't have a love theme. But for right now, I'm gonna be generous and say that Laurel and Oliver had a love theme. But what I think is really interesting is they did not play that love theme during the love scene. They played this this, this song this, about toxic waste. This toxic waste. And it's like, okay, and when you see what the point of the end of the scene is, which is really we're seeing Tommy watch the two people he loves most in the world betray him. You're like, okay, that fits. Length and breadth of the toxic. Well, and it's really setting this, like this, this love triangle is super toxic. This whole thing, this whole thing between the three of them is super toxic, which facts. Um, Whereas when you, when we get to Elicity, they've never played the first time I was like, oh, they, they commissioned a popular song for all of them. We'll see. was during their wedding was when they had that, when they were, she was walking in to the reception. I was like, I feel like that's the only time they've ever done that. Whereas, okay, if you're going to do this, Vampire Diaries is great at this because Vampire Diaries commissioned a love theme for Stefan and Elena and they played it almost in every major uh, circumstance. Um, and Damon and Lena never got their own love theme. They were always popular music and they picked the best songs. Like they had the greatest songs for them. Okay. So really there was no, there was like no losing. <laughs> it's like both sides were pretty happy, but there was one particular situation where they didn't play Stefan and Lena's love theme. And I thought it was really interesting that they didn't play the love theme and probably would be a good tip off for where they were going. Um, there's, Elena has her emotions cut off and it's the big hot song of the year. It's stay with Rihanna. And that's the song that they play. And it makes sense because they're at prom and they're dancing. And it's really 
sexy. It's really, it's like, you know, Stefan's trying to get her to remember all their, you know, all the previous times they've danced and it's hot. But like, that's a way of, and Stefan's talking about leaving town. Okay. All that season he's talking about leaving. So the song stay really kind of, it fits. So that's a really great use of a great song that's hot to deep six the love theme and use that instead. Okay. And really creates kind of like, you know, the, cause Stefan and Elena's love scene, it was very romantic. That's not sexy. Um, so I think it's great that Imagine Dragons had a great big hit and the Arrow wanted to use it, but that was so not the scene to be using it for. That is an action song. You really well, could have done a fight scene to thing. that or they wanted so, yeah. right. to you they used that song for a purpose. reason. The right. song was was saying something to the audience that you're like, yeah, right. okay, maybe this sounds a little sexy, but really this is about this is about something that's wrong. Right. That's all. The, what you're seeing is you're seeing the danger sign. Because the Laurel Lance fandom loves wrong. to argue that Laurel was really always endgame until this crazy Elizabeth fandom came along and then the writers became obsessed with making us happy. Like, no. Further from the truth. No. They are not obsessed with making us happy. Say, I feel we have seven say, years <laughs> of evidence. Emily never came to Arrow. Say she never answered the audition call that day. Right. Say she never, she never went in. They still would have found they would have another found somebody. love interest for Oliver. For Oliver to play it with. It never yep. was going it's never gonna to be, be Katie. Laurel and Oliver. Because as they have this big reunion love scene, and this is this is supposedly the mo the romantic moment the season's been building to all along, and we're getting it, and we're getting Toxic Waste Song with Tommy watching out the window. And then what's happening somewhere else in that episode is Oliver's got the little cutie pie... IT girl with her arms swung around him and they're undressing each and other in an elevator shaft. And he was and jealous. He was jealous before because some guy was like yeah. looking her up and down and he kicked him and out of the which, elevator. Which scene got more notice from people watching? Right. Notice Guarantee you it was the Oliver and Felicity from, scene. I'm telling you, I, I went back and looked. It was the Oliver and Felicity scene. Nobody gave a shit about Oliver and Laurel, except for feeling bad about Tommy. That right. was it. Right. That was literally it. Right. So when you're looking at this love scene, it's not that. It's not a reunion. It's not. It's not meant to be. It's. It feels it's like a check problems. mark. It's like yeah. okay, we have to get this done so we can break them up. That's what it feels like to me. They need to bang each other one time, and then we're gonna blow them up, which is pretty much what they did in the very next episode. It was a half a second reunion, and then they blew them the fuck up. And honestly, the Laurel and Oliver thing, you know, as 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 they're reuniting is a nuclear bomb going off. Like, this was not good news. This wasn't, they very much were telegraphing that this was not good news. So I'm sorry, Laurel Lance fan, that your one and only sex scene was basically the toxic waste of the episode. But I don't know what to tell you. It's not us who decides this stuff. It's the writers. <laughs> it's, yeah. It was, don't blame the Elicity fans. We didn't do it. It's Sorry. not our idea. We're just pointing it we out. We disagree with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. We're going to pick it back up. I write my next... Oh, we're recording. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Mr. Lindelof hit record a little faster than I thought she was going to.
Anyways, I was going to ask her a question, but I'll ask her later. It's fine. All right, so I think we've thoroughly trashed Laurel and Oliver. I'm very curious, though, guys. Go If anyone wants to take one for the team and rewatch some season one, I'm sorry. It's a mean thing I'm asking you to do. But I want to know if you think Laurel and Oliver had a love theme in season one. Mm. I know. I It's just my own morbid curiosity. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't i mean it didn't stop the writers from dropping them like a hot potato i just yeah, i'm just like wondering some if... sign that after seven seasons they're gonna bring them back right it's like yeah, no. yeah i'm just more or less like it's interesting to me because this is such a fascinating one of the reasons why we like talking about this so much is because it's it's very rare i feel like these kinds of situations happen on television shows where the yeah. casting is such a mismatch and the writers are really in a corner because of it. <laughs> and like, how do you, it's just so rare that they, that they rewrite basically a whole show away from what the original intention of the pilot was. Other than like it's da- not Dawson's. common at all. No, I mean, other than like Dawson's Creek. But how far did Dawson's really veer? Like they did at the very, very end for the most part. So, yeah, Pacey and Joey happened in season three. Yeah. And that, yeah, that was like a, I feel like that was kind of one of those, you know, Katie Holmes and Josh Jackson had really great chemistry kind of deals. But I feel like they didn't really decide to make them endgame until the very, very end. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, totally. You were correct about that. Yeah, it was like, it was love triangle the whole time. Like Dawson still had a legit chance until the final episode of the of the series, which is not what happened here, like at all. Like I can't really think of a situation where they have just like laid waste to their original love story and then gone with a guest star, promoted her to series like regular, and then made her the female lead of the show. I can't really think of a situation where that has happened. Because any other situation where it's like, oh, they've gone with this actor, or maybe it was going to be, you know, they don't do the plan A, end game kind of thing. That actor's always been, the other option's always been a part of the show. And I kind of feel like they keep it, it's always very love triangle you know? Triangly. Triangly. <laughs> like, Triangly. say what you will about Stefan and Elena. They had a shot in hell of happening until the final, you know, if, if yeah. essentially the way the writer said, if Nina Dobrev had been able to come back, even just for the year, the final season, they would have put Stefan and Elena back together. I know. I'm sorry, Delana fans. I know that pisses you off. It's just facts. But yeah, I don't know. I really, I'm really racking my brain. Like even Buffy and Spike. I mean... He was part of the show. And they didn't deep six Angel. The last the last episode of Buffy was basically like, yeah, Angel's her end game. I just that would be another good thing. In like if you want to take one for the team and tell me if you think Lauren Oliver had a love theme and then also if you can think of another show in which not only did they go with like plan B love interest but nuclear waste kind of deal nuked the original plan a because i can't really yeah. think of one i've never actually seen a show hate on their own love story to the extent that arrow hates on laurel and oliver well i feel like the the hate and correct me if i'm reading this wrong 
Mm-hmm. But like we said, we said before, we feel like they knew in the pilot that there was something wrong. Okay. Right. Now, if we can extrapolate from that, then that, you know, if they wanted to replace her, say the show wanted to replace her, the writers, the producers, whatever, wanted to replace her, and the network said, sorry, no, you can't. She's got this amazing contract. Which she did. I believe that with all of my heart. Okay. Now, what do you do if you're a writer in that situation? Do you be like, oh, well, I guess we're, we're stuck with her. We have to write her the best possible story possible? Or... Right. <laughs> Do you like, show I really your don't... dissatisfaction by being uh, petty and writing her shit and trashing on her left and right? I mean, I don't feel like Air, the writers did Katie Cassidy any favors in that no. show ever. Ever. Whenever like, I see, like, and it usually only comes from the Elicity fans who are feeling a little insecure about Elicity. Mm-hmm. They'll sit there and they'll say, oh, they love Laurel so much. Why are they always doing all this for Laurel? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like... I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about I because I don't see it. From what I see, they treat her terribly. It's well, the that, promotion yeah. that's kinder to her than the show itself. Yeah, but, but it's like that's like say, like the right hand like, doesn't know what the left is doing when you're talking right. CW promotion. I mean, don't <laughs> even get me started on that hot mess. The CW um, is the ones that told her that they had to keep her, so they're like giving her right. all this great promotion. Maybe and it's in like her contract too. Will. I don't know. That that woman, I believe that woman has probably the best team of lawyers oh man i mean that's probably the smartest thing she ever did was whoever her attorneys are they earn their money um yeah i agree it's kind of like i don't know like that was my main frustration because i did not come i know you hated her right from the beginning and that's completely valid um but i was way more oh you know he cheated on i was always way more team chance well yeah i was like oh i was always way more team laurel like when laurel and oliver were in scenes together and she was mad at him i was like yeah that makes sense and then when she was like all breathy i want to jump you like a cat in heat i was like why um but I that was my like... main frustration by the time i got to season three and they rushed the black canary storyline i was like oh fuck this they don't care about this character at all i am not putting any more energy into her like i'm done yeah i i was one of those things that was like i could appreciate her being sympathetic in the scenario but the way they handled her that first episode <laughs> The way they had her react to her anger, the way they had her react to Oliver, and how she went back and forth on it so quickly, just gives you whiplash. It put me off. Well, I would have actually have preferred if they stuck to angry Laurel for the first half of the season, or something. Like go the full nine. But even then, like her anger, once the way she talked, right to Oliver. Made me go, oh, she doesn't love him at all. Well, that was always my thing with Laurel and the writers, because essentially they made Laurel the antagonist in that situation. You already had, right, you already had the audience signed up with Oliver Queen. You're watching Arrow because you signed up for with Oliver's story. And there's already, we already realize he's either, 
he either is a hero in your mind or he's going to be a hero. You recognize we're seeing the flashback. So he was and you're there for the journey. Right. right. Horrifically yeah. tortured. So you're already you're, I mean, you have to be inhuman to not have some sympathy for Oliver Queen. So when she comes in hard against him, you're like, yeah, OK, she has a legit reason to be mad at him. But also he got tortured. So but here's the thing. Like we've had Felicity mad at Oliver. Right. Various times she doesn't like the, wish here's... his death. No, she's she's always kind of I feel maintained a base level like kindness an even to keel kind of like and he said shady shit to her harm. just plenty yeah she's like I don't wish you harm but I don't want to be with you right now because right. it's not good for me like, right and they weren't besties either putting off right there all. wasn't like a and season five I think what also what frustrated people I actually thought they had Oliver and Felicity way friendlier than maybe even what what was required you know what i mean i was like really (laughs) i was like there's i was like it's funny to me that people were worried in season five because i was like she's literally giving him pep talks bathed in green light really guys we're worried about this but but yeah but with laurel i i that's how i always felt i was like i'm totally with you on the cheating thing but i'm already sympathetic towards him so as sympathetic as i am towards you your anger is like well, it's like way, yeah, I'm, I'm way too much to of her, it. I'm sympathetic to her situation, but that is completely 100% totally separated from my investment or or support of any romantic storyline. Because right. what we saw was she is not in love with him. That's what that scene where she yelled at him at in the pilot told me she is not in love with this man if she was in love with him she would he would she wouldn't say these things and then it made me sit there and go and he's not in love with her because if he was he wouldn't have cheated on her so many times and with her sister like do you have a sister cal i can't remember i do i have two i have two too would you get back together with a guy who was your boyfriend and banged one of your sisters oh no no i would burn him in effigy it's over. Like, there are just if, some if deal breakers, then, guys. Then, like, that's just... If for nothing nope. than sisterly solidarity, you know? Right. <laughs> like, just be like, yeah. Well, and that's that was always my thing. I was like, the relationship... That was always my real big annoyance in season two is, like, particularly in the first half. We got Laurel and Sarah, all of them, like, running around Oliver. And I'm like, that's not the relationship we need to be repairing. The relationship that needs repair is the two sisters. Well, and that's why in season four, four, in season, was it four? No, three. And no, four. Never my God, I'm losing it. You're losing um, your touch, Cal. I am losing you my touch. You sit down and do a binge. It's been a long fucking day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when in season four, when everybody was trying to excuse Laurel wanting to resurrect Sarah, saying, wouldn't you want to resurrect your sister? And I'm like, well, Mark sure, did. Maybe. I was like, what? No, I saw fans do it, too. I know, but were, I was like shocked that her. Mark was like, oh, I think, and you know. I was just like. That's the right Listen, thing. Like, really? This is where we're pulling the sister card? Not in any of the... No, yeah. It's like, stuff. previously there was no sister card, but raising her from the dead is totally cool. Okay. You know, like, it just... It's just... Nah, 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 nah. Nah, son. Nah, son. 
No well, sense. and that's what I mean. So. Say what you want about romance. I know plenty of men who like romance stories, and that I'm mean, just because you're a man doesn't mean that you can't like romance stories. But I think by and large, romance stories are targeted towards women. And there's just like, ask any woman, particularly one who has a sister, like I just did with you. Would you be with a guy who slept with your sister? No. Like, there's just, it's an immediate turnoff. Like, we don't want to, like, you're supposed to root for the characters. Like, you're supposed to root for them, like, to get back together. Like, oh, okay. Like, this is a big and, hurdle. And I just couldn't. The way it was. No, I was like, I I'm sorry. I don't want her anywhere near him. Like, it. Whenever he was for around Laurel, self respect. Right. Just from else. a self respect standpoint. <laughs> and like, yeah, that was always my thing. I really didn't like Oliver when he was with no, around no. Laurel. Because it just reminded me of this side of him that I was like, oh my God, you're like this asshole Lothario. I mean, thank God you got tortured to death and well, came out somewhat felt, decent. But like, he felt fake with her. Like, it was very forced. The whole season one, he was, he was putting on a different face with her. Every time, either either by pretending that he didn't care about her or pretending that he did or pretending whatever he was pretending at any given time, he was right. It was exhausting watching him with her. Well, like, and do you have this feeling? This is always my feeling that sweet (laughs) Oliver with Laurel is very different than sweet Oliver with Felicity. Sweet Oliver with Laurel is lying to her face. Right. It's like very. (laughs) I'm sorry. I saw the flashbacks like whenever they show like. Pre-Island, Laurel and Oliver. There's I'm a like, he's smarminess to, he's to him with her. her. He's lying I to know. her. I know. Like, he's got his head in Laurel's lap. I feel sad, Laurel. Oh, it's okay, baby. I'm like, he got another girl pregnant. It's lying I to know. her. I know. There was nothing sweet about it. Even in 123, when it's supposed to be, like, their hmm. big, huge love declaration, declaration, she literally says to him, Will you just tell me what's going on? And I was like, okay, this is it. He's going to tell her. Because this is the perfect moment to tell her the truth. You know what I mean? Like, she's already agreed to get back together with you before she knows you're the hood. So that erases any, like, oh, maybe she wouldn't be with, maybe she's only being with me because she thinks I'm the hood. She clearly doesn't think he's the hood. They screwed. He's betrayed his best friend for it. Okay, Oliver's walking around in, in the season one finale thinking he's never going to have to be the hood. So that's why he's not going to tell her. But I'm like, well, that's a fairly major piece of information. You're going to be lying to your probably future wife over. But that's just details. For the rest details. of your lives. But For whatever. the rest of your life. But okay. Um, also, she's she's a, she's an attorney. She's an attorney and her dad is the, uh, you know, police captain. But whatever. That's not an issue. And then she's like, there's just so much. I want to tell you. I'm like, here we go. Here we go. It's going to happen. And then he just feeds her this mondiferous pile of bullshit. Like, it was all, oh, you know, you always saw who I really am. And the island stripped away who I really am. I was like, the island did not strip away to show who you really I was like, what the fuck are the writers even talking about right now? That's not the what the island, island did. burned out his selfishness. Yeah, I was like, the island burned old Ollie to the ground until he was ash. And new Ollie, Oliver rose like a phoenix. That's what purgatory is. This whole concept that it's, he was really a hero deep down. And he was just like, you know, like, I feel like, like, the, was... like the cheating Lothario was just a cover for the hero he was deep down. I'm like, we're not, he's not actually Batman in the flashbacks. Can we calm down? 
I feel like that was one of the many times the writers have thrown a little bone. And to Katie. The thing yeah. is, is when they, they throw these bones. They're just ring falls. They don't. Well, they don't make sure that there's any meat on the bone. No. Like, it's nothing care. that the story has actually just, shown us. They just throw her a stripped bone that has absolutely no right. story backup to to prove it or, or right. give it any weight whatsoever. It's just a bone. It just, it, it just I looks mean, good in Lord right. of Fan. It sounds good. <laughs> like You're like, okay. <laughs> but I remember watching that. There's I was like, nothing. that is the most empty. If you're like rooting for these two to get together, that is like the most empty. I was just like hollow. I was just like, that was my big problem with Arrow because I was like, God, they're just never going to fucking drop this Laurel thing. And I'm like, God, I don't want them together. But like, I could just not get rolling and I just loved him with Felicity and I just was like they are never doing this and it was just so frustrating that scene for me as a viewer because I was like I wish what he what he then. owed her <laughs> in a in the history and the multitude of lies he's told her what he owed her in that moment was, was the truth that. and that was <laughs> That was his one chance. He had one shot at it, and he didn't do it. I mean, can we even just talk about the fact that Oliver actually never told Laurel he was the hood? Slade did. Well, at the point, at the point to back up for just a hair. Right. We'll get to Alice's stuff, guys, but we, we just got to hash this out. <laughs> at, the, at the point at which they're having this conversation at the Queen Manor, it's after they've they've had their little radioactive session. Right, and he <laughs> left her in bed. Okay. She woke up are, alone. He knows now that he went to her and he shouldn't have gone to her. Okay. Did did they have that, that chat? Because we've yes. talked about this. They had that chat. He saw Tommy before. No, no. It was what happened was is he left Laurel's because Dig called him and said, listen, we got some problems. Right. And it, Oliver's like, oh shit! I guess the mission's back on, and left her. Right. And so when they met at the the Queen's Mansion, he was there doing something else. He was like trying to like put out fires with his family and like, oh my I god! Was, like, I, I think to, he had a fight with Moira. I think he was trying to get I her to, to like. Yeah, I yeah. have to go deal with all this nonsense, and here comes shows up Laurel, kind of like, hey, remember me? We Will you just text? tell me what's going on? And, he, and oh he's my like, God. I, that I voice. So, he's like, I so do not have time for this. The city is literally going to like be burning down around us within a couple hours. And he's like, I don't have time for this. So he fed her a whole lot of bullshit, knowing that there was nothing for them from then on. Knowing that they were over. I don't even, uh, I don't know if he knew they were over at that point. I think he did. I think he did. I don't know. He seemed very, because mm. the way they shot it, what was so interesting about that scene is the way they shot it, because it was like all the light and it was just like, that's why I really, I did that contrast between the two, because this is supposedly his big love declaration. declaration. And I, Oliver in the history of Arrow, as far as I can remember, has never said to Laurel that he loves her. He never has except said. Except in the flash. Except the, the, in the flashback. The No, the hundredth. Did he even say it then? Episode. Yeah. When Which he one? said goodbye to her in the wedding dress, she said, I love you. There you go. But that I love you wasn't, 
I yeah. love you. I'm in love with you. That I and love it you. It wasn't was... even to Laurel. It was like to some hallucination. So it's like, okay. Well, <laughs> you know, because he was very quiet during her whole. That's another one where it's like, it's just a bone with no meat. It's like they gave Katie this line of, you know, you'll always be the love of my life. And I'm like, but the Laurel we've seen for like, I would say the last two years has barely shown an interest in Oliver. Yeah. It's like they were still on two separate shows. In fact, where I feel like Steven and Katie do really well and when their acting is top notch together is when they are allowed scenes to hate each other. Yeah. When they when Oliver and Laurel are at each other's throats like cats and dogs, that's when they're at their best. Those scenes pop. Those scenes feel honest to me. Like this is why I was never into you guys being a couple cuz I didn't even believe you guys liked each other. Like the scene where she tells him it's hard for me to even remember a time when I was in love with you. That is that one of the good. greatest television burns. It's it to me it sits right underneath Stefan saying you don't know what I look like when I'm not in love with you. I'm Here, like, yeah, but those like, are great burns. This is part of why I just can't buy any love story with them because how she can go from saying that right. to saying you'll always be the love of my right. life. It's like Listen, woman. Can season three Laurel talk to season page. four Laurel? Like, you are all over the page. She, I can't follow you. At I least that part you. is consistent. That Laurel's character is all over the place, and they never, up until the date she died, got a handle on her. She never was consistent ever for a single. Day. And honestly, I strongly Black feel is ten times more consistent than Earth One Laurel ever was. Oh, my God. I mean, I can get behind Black Sire most of the time because I'm like, okay, yeah, either she's working straight from an evil standpoint. Well, that's what I was saying. It's like even the scenes with Oliver. But she's been on a clear trajectory. Right. Yeah. Even, yeah, they have a, wherever direction there's, they're going with her, it's a direction. And the best thing that it, about Black Siren is there's no Oliver love interest. There's no, no history she there. she could not give less of a shit about Oliver. She does not give a fuck about and him. It, listen, Laurel. And all of her fans, if you're seeing it, oh, you're making kids. it up, honey babes. Kids. Because I'm telling you, it ain't she there. does not give a hairy rat's ass about Oliver and vice versa. She's more in love with Felicity than she is with Oliver. Oh, that's what somebody I, wrote me. Honestly, there's a there's a higher chance of Black Dino. Siren and Felicity getting together than Black Siren and Oliver. I'm like, that is factual. Yeah. Black Siren and Diana, Black Siren and Felicity. I think Black Siren's kind of a little bit on the There could be here. an edge. Um. A little wavering on the Kinsey scale. But yeah, but what I found remarkable about those scenes, and this is what's happening with, I would even say Emily and Katie scenes, is that now that Katie's allowed to just play the snarky bitch, and we're not doing all of this, oh, like, Cassidy can't do ingenue like i've watched her in other stuff that woman slays at playing a bitch she's she's like that's amazing at it it's just own it just, just own, own it, it. Yeah. it's just what she does but she is not great at slipping into no, like the love interest sweet no. there's no or even like playing a bitch i don't even want to say a bitch i just playing angry without coming off unlikable like it's a real difficult line to walk and she's not good at it so what i like about the black siren stuff is like oliver clearly doesn't like black siren black siren doesn't like oliver and now steven and katie's scenes are pinging more 
they've been able to keep when that they ever have a scene together. when they ever have a scene which is like i mean what they ha he had one with her when he was in prison and then he had yeah. the interview and that was it and we are 10 episodes and every other scene has been in a group with it's been in a group else. and they don't make eye contact but okay i got somebody who was like really worked up about um how they were saying like Laurel Lance fans were all excited because don't, Oliver don't get worked up. No, don't no, they there was like yeah, just, uh, don't, don't get worked energy, up. Guys. But they took it as <laughs> Oliver saying to Dinah, "Oh, you know, you said that Laurel got a letter too, and you know she was shipped off to DC for that week, and they took that as Oliver and you Laurel talk." The last podcast, and I oh, that's right, we did. Okay, skip was. it. Never no, mind. but it's, I, I, it's still it's like, why would you pick that as something? Well, it's not even. Football? It wasn't even accurate like, because he asked Dinah. He's yeah. not saying that he knew that Laurel had a letter because he talked to Laurel. He said to Dinah, "You Listen. said that Laurel had a letter." So he's referring to Sorry. Dinah telling him something. There's no yeah. communication between Oliver and Laurel. Dinah's the go-between. <laughs> Siren's more likely to get with Dinah than she is with Laurel. Yeah. Okay. Elicity. Because well, I think the differences between Oliver and Laurel's first sex scene and... I think the entire episode has to be taken into account. Like when I said with Laurel's scene yeah. that it was a little troubling that there was this huge Elicity scene, the biggest one to date, I would argue, you know, just right in the same episode that it makes a big difference yeah that was not nothing guys and also they're playing oliver in that scene as kind of the jealous boyfriend in the elevator that was a strange reaction right. because that guy was, was really hitting strange. on felicity and oliver was like get the fuck out oh, which if you're not doing romance with them let's just say let's just say it was true what all the haters say, and this was just completely one-sided, and Oliver views Felicity as a sister. They loved to say that. Why would he react like that? It's stupid. Just a guy yeah, talking it to her? Make any sense. Okay, whatever. And so, he was getting off on a floor before there, so it's not like we had to make sure he didn't. Right, get on he the just wanted him so he out. He was like, he called her cutie, and that was enough for Oliver to want to rip his throat out. Which, no. Okay, dude. Sorry, um, but no. In in. Elicity's episode. Yes. Now, there was a Laurel scene, but it wasn't until the very end of the episode, and it was with Felicity. There was supposed to be a scene between Laurel and Oliver. I know. That they was released it. They cut it. Out cut it. Of the episode. Yeah, they, they cut it. They released the script page because they cut it. So they did not even give Laurel and Oliver a scene. But the scene the that Elicity they gave them, episode. Oliver's lying to her. He doesn't tell no. her what they're going to Nanda Park. Where he they're didn't. going? What happened to Thea? He told her nothing. He said, "Watch the city," like she's a babysitter, and off he goes. He didn't even look at her. It was supposed to be like some big, huge. Uh, you know, he he trusts Laurel enough in her abilities now that she's no. an equal. Whatever. They cut it still. Stay here. Yeah, it was stay no. here. He didn't tell her what was going on with Thea. But he's he's always that, right? lying to her, you guys. Like, listen, I know but people get mad at Oliver for lying to Felicity, but he's lying just as much to Laurel. But I feel the important thing is, is that they didn't even film it. They didn't air or they filmed it, but they didn't air it. OK, no, I got to be honest, guys, when when Arrow, when Katie Cassidy was, you know, uh, you know, when they were when they were servicing Katie's storyline 
at least somewhat, her scenes were always getting slashed. Like, constantly. Constantly. Sorry. Um, hate to be the bearer of bad news, but. But it's no, just true. she was she was cut from a scene with with Oliver. the The whole episode was yes, it was about Oliver and Thea, but it was also Oliver and Felicity. There was right, and I think contrast a- with 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 Laurel and Oliver's episode. You had Dig and Felicity kind of being like, "Are you sure running off to see Laurel right now is such a great idea? Right, this Dig's city like, potentially nah. in danger." Think with the versus big yeah. <laughs> compared to. Ra's al Ghul telling Felicity, hey, girl, you better go get some your man. Can. You know, like. Well, and I think that that frustrated some people because, you know, yeah, Felicity had amazing. a boyfriend that she had broken up with for all of five seconds. Now, like literally the same episode, literally the same episode. And it was really more Ray telling Felicity, you're in love with Oliver. And she doesn't deny it, but she doesn't say, yeah, I'm in love with him. She just says, I'm sorry. And. I think the specific, and then they have Roz, who Felicity's fighting with Roz because she's like, we are not letting Oliver go. And he's like, listen, this is going to happen whether you like it or not. So you're pretty much wasting your last minutes with this guy arguing with me. Like, you're not going to beat me. So just go spend your last minute with him. So I think that there's two important reasons for that. I thought it was amazing. Right. I thought it was great. I love it. (laughs) very specifically they wanted the first time for felicity to say i love oliver to oliver that was incredibly important the 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 first time felicity ever admits to being in love with oliver we had all of people tell her right her mother ray listen felicity is not (laughs) unaware that she's in love with oliver queen everyone is like oh she's everyone's telling felicity she's in love whereas i would just like her to realize she's no, no 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 listen what everyone is she saying to her when they're one. saying that you're in love with Oliver <laughs> is that you've tried to move on from this guy and it ain't happening, honey. Well, they're saying also, listen, honey, it's obvious. We can see. Right. It. Like you're trying very hard to not be in love with him because he's basically told you there's no future and she's trying to do the healthy thing. But also you're completely in love with him. It, it's You're fooling no one is what she's right. saying. And I always like it when villains actually service the love story a little bit because oh, I do too. they're supposed to be the antagonist. They're supposed to be, you know, we're going to destroy you. But it's really fun when the most evil people can see the love where <laughs> <laughs> like, the love is so overwhelming. Even Satan himself is like, yeah, you kids are for real. Go make some babies. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's the best. And they do it that is. on Arrow a lot. And they often use villains as a... And only with Oliver and Felicity. Only with Oliver and Felicity are, are villains used as a vehicle in which they meet these milestones in life. I love The Count. The Count is a major... Oh, The Count is my favorite. You know, Deadshot. <laughs> Gotta give some shout out to Deadshot. Deadshot Ra's Ghoul awesome. is the reason why they banged each other in Nana Parbat. I mean, there's others. Damien Dark, their proposal in season four. Right? Damien Dark. I mean, there's others. Oh, Adrian Chase. Adrian Chase facilitated the reunion. I mean, he he put. We got 520 because Adrian Chase blew stuff to to all hell and they got trapped in the bunker. I mean, yeah, this is great stuff. And Stanley with the pregnancy. And Stanley, reveal. the only villain who have oh, and then obviously Slade, massively important. Oh yeah, I love you. I love Slade. you. Hello, Thank the you. only villain who is complete <laughs> shit and 
really it's just Diaz. par for the course was Diaz. But every villain in some way has had a major impact on Oliver and Felicity's love story. And I feel like that's very specific to Oliver and Felicity. So, But you know what? Listen, and this is going to come as as maybe a bit of a shock to some of these, these Laurel and Oliver fans. <laughs> Everything's but a shock. But listen here. Listen here, folks. Listen. Okay. This is a comic book show that focuses around heroes fighting villains. Right. And, and beating the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And the love story runs secondary to that, Mm -hmm. but it all has to kind of tie up with a nice bow so that you buy it, okay? So that when you watch it, you're like, this feels like a thing, okay? I just really want to- out the the romance is extremely, very much on purpose to lend legitimacy to the relationship. And it's happened year after year after year after year after year. (gasps) Well, anytime in a hero story, you have to ask, what is the hero fighting for? Okay? And the evolution of the hero, those reasons change. You know, when Oliver came back, it was really about saving the city. He was going to do a one and done kind of thing. And he's struggled with his reasons as the series have gone on at certain points in time where he's like, you know, I started this because of my dad. I don't really know why I'm doing this anymore. And, you know, Felicity has said to him a couple times, well, you got to sort that out, big boy. So I think what's really important in Oliver's evolution is that love became something that he wanted to fight for. Whereas before it was very something that he ran from. It was it was not something he thought he deserved. It was certainly something that he thought would overcomplicate his life. But as he goes on, he's okay with those. It does overcomplicate his life. It makes his life um, and his mission trickier because that's what always has to get sacrificed, his happiness. So what I love about 320 and the, you know, I think we talk a lot about People talk a lot about about 309 and when Oliver says to Felicity for real for really the first time just puts his cards on the table and says I'm in love with you great it's great she doesn't say it back I remember everybody was so pissed about that they were so mad at her and I'm like no (laughs) you don't get to be mad at her about that because she knows he's literally leaving to go die and this is like on his bucket list I don't think I made this up but just I don't, I'm pretty sure I did not make this up. This is back when Mark Guggenheim was on Twitter a lot, or mm-hmm. Tumblr. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, asked, you know, is, is there going to be sex, or why wasn't there sex, or something about about it. Why, why wasn't there sex? In 309? In 309 or something okay. like that. Okay, way to go 0 to 60 fan, but all right, well, <laughs> settle down. <laughs> I feel like, or no, no, the, here, here it was. I remember now. I had to dig way back. It's okay. It's it was me. a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> so he had said, somebody had asked, you know, on a scale of, of 1 to 10, how, how amazing is the elicity scene in 309? Oh, that's right. I remember this. And he said, it's a nine. And somebody asked, why not a 10? And he said, because no sex yet. And yes, yep. it was one of those things that I feel like he went on in, in, in the months to follow to basically say that Felicity's admission of I love you was the last thing that needed to happen before the love scene. Right. It, it, and I always viewed it as 
I never viewed it as Felicity's love is in question for Oliver. And I think you got to really go back to that breakup in 301 and how devastating that was for her because he literally just said in the in the restaurant, everything I said to you, I've realized I'm wrong and I can have a relationship with you. And they're not talking just dating guys. Like they know they they know They're talking forever. <laughs> yeah. She knows he's the one. He knows she's the one. They're not confused about that. Okay. It's about whether or not they can have it. And That's he why they is were so constantly nervous. dangling and yanking. Dangling and yanking with her. And that was probably you know, she knew what he was going to say, but when he said it, she's just crushed. She's crushed because what she's envisioning, and it's the same thing he's envisioning, a house, kids, you know, Saturday morning breakfast. It's all the stuff that they have now. That's that's what they were picturing in that hospital hallway, and that's what both of them were realizing, we're never going to get it. And the reason is because Oliver... It's not enough for Oliver to say he loves Felicity. That's not what she's interested in. Like, I mean, that's good. She likes that he loves her. It's well, wonderful. She doesn't want just his love. She wants his commitment, his a relationship with him. She wants him to let her love him in return. And that he cannot do. It's fine. She can be up on this little pedestal. He's going to worship and love her. He'll be, hell, he'll be celibate for the rest of his life. She doesn't actually view that as a good thing. She's like, no, 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 that's not living. Even if you're in love with me and you're like, oh, this object of my affection that I can never have. She's like, well, that's bullshit. You put yourself in this position. You could completely have me. She literally says that to him in oh, yeah. 316. She says to him, yes. listen, because he's all, oh, maybe you're not going to. Oh, are you still on the team? She's like, well, of course I'm on. Oh, because I have a boyfriend? Oh, well, you could have been my boyfriend, but. That was, your that was your decision. She literally tells him, I wouldn't be with Ray if you had decided to be with me. Because he's all upset. He comes back from Nana Parbat and she's got a boyfriend. He's all put out. She's like, what do you think was going to happen? So her, her, his big shift, his big shift in 320. We needed something to pull the rug out from Oliver. We needed something for Oliver to be like, nope, okay, I have hit my emotional wall. I can't take anymore. I'm done. And that was Thea. That was Thea. And it was always going to be Thea. Because Thea is his baby sister and he has to protect her. And if he fails at that, well then, I mean, he's suicidal. They spent playing up this whole whole relationship between him and Thea. And his responsibility to her. Right. So the the reason isn't because Ra's al Ghul told her to go bang him you know the reason isn't because you know ray said she's in love with him none of those are the reasons okay the reason felicity tells oliver in that moment is if you watch oliver throughout that episode he's really letting her take care of him yeah he's allowing her to love him throughout that whole episode that was the last domino that was the last domino and he was saying yeah okay i really fucking need you and I can't do this anymore and I'm just he was just so done and I you know I don't love that airplane scene as much as Stephen Amell does because Steve loves when he Steve gets to emote but I love it from the standpoint of Oliver 
is really, you know, he's cold and Felicity brings him a blanket and he's just kind of like, he's very much a shell. And he's telling her one of the worst things he's ever done. He, I mean, he just, I mean, he just straight up murdered a dude just because he sold a, a gram to his sister. I'm like, well, okay. And Felicity's like, yep, that's okay. I mean, she's just like, there's nothing this guy could ever do that's not going to make her stop loving him. Literally nothing. And it's really the reason why Oliver's telling her this is he's trying to communicate in a way like, I know I've kept you at arm's length, but I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. That has not gone well for me. <laughs> my sister's almost dying. I'm pretty much like going off to whatever, my another version of hell. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know, I think I'm done with life. I have life. to leave my life behind. I have to leave my life behind. I have to leave you behind. He's just kind of like, yeah, he's super done. Oliver is super done all through 320. And even when he signs up with Roz, he's just, he's very resigned to it. He's, he's like, very super done. he's just like, all right. I, he's like, I gave this life thing the college try, even though we could argue, not really. <laughs> he's like, I did my best and life just sucks. Life is always going to suck. And what I love about Felicity in that moment is that she's really team captain. You know, he's like, I'm not doing the whole don't go bullshit. And she's like, that's great. We're not going to do it because I'm going with you. And he's like, oh, okay. And like, have you ever known Oliver to willingly bring Felicity into danger zone without argument? And he's like, okay, come on, let's get on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's super done. He's just exhausted. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to fight with you. You know, and he thanks her for, you know, coming with and, you know, she's like, well, yeah, I just wanted you to think that you had some personal growth, but it's not like you had a choice in the moment. I love that line, you know? So when we get to this point where, okay, she is going to tell him that she loves him, it's really a culmination of Oliver's behavior. You know, I would say starting in episode 19, because they had a pretty big fight in 19 where she's like, you got to start letting people help you, you know? And he's like, okay. And she had that beautiful line. Remember when she says to him, you know, I think you're so focused on loving people that you forget that people love you. Which is, that mm -hmm. sums up Oliver Queen in a nutshell. It played into what happened in 320 right. very well. So I think, like, I mean, obviously they spoiled it in a promo and we were just, like, lit as fuck for this episode. But it's really an honest conversation. It's not a spur of the moment. It's not like a, you know, I think my mission is done, so therefore I get to have you. It's very much a... If all I ever, if all the happiness I'm ever going to have in this life is happening tonight, then I want to spend it with you. It's very much an acknowledgement of, particularly from Felicity, of the impact Oliver has had. Because I think Oliver's feeling very, very, you know, he's signing his life away and he's like, well, what the fuck did I even accomplish? A whole lot of nothing. You know what I mean? And she's really telling him, no, listen. You are important. You've had an impact on the city. You've saved lives. But what's really important, what's most important is the impact you've had on me. And she doesn't just say, I love you. <laughs> I mean, she says it. But she's like, you've opened up my heart in a way that wasn't possible. And I feel like as we learn more about Felicity, especially in season four, that's a really powerful statement. 
because she has been abandoned by her father. You know, she has been hurt by men in her life, as we saw with her boyfriend in college. And Oliver is one of the first people who, even though he's leaving her, (laughs) it's not by choice. You know what I mean? This feels like in the first time, every time he's walked away from her, it's been by his decision. But like right now, it's not his decision that if he was going to pick today, if he he's going to be with her. And she knows that. So there's a lot of honesty wrapped up in the conversation that I feel is severely lacking with Laurel and Oliver. And it makes sense, right? Given like the buildup in season three. Like it makes sense. We ended where the trajectory of the season was going. You know, where the trajectory of the season was going in one, it was like, yeah, okay, they're going to get together. But like they just had it happen under these toxic um, conditions. And it's a (laughs) form of betrayal. Whereas, like, it's really an expression of love in 320. And also, it's hot. (laughs) Which I feel is most important. (laughs) It was pretty, it was, it set a new standard for the show that we hadn't seen before. Yeah, well, I gotta be honest, I've been watching a lot of television in my life. And I'm not talking cable. But I'm thinking WB and CW because, you know, there's standards. I don't think that there's been a hotter sex scene. And, yeah, I count Delena, guys. I'm sorry. It's I just Emily and Steve blew well, them here, out of the water. The, the reason why is because it wasn't just the hot factor. It was the romance of it. It was extremely romantic. They're in an it was very romantic. With. This room that's bathed in silks and 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 candles, candles. and and just desert rich, air, <laughs> just like rich colors. Yes, and just it was beautiful room, and it was the music. The first time we hear the Elicity theme, and it was just like, oh my god, that's mm-hmm. perfect. And was that the first time we really heard the full theme? It was. Because they played a little, oh, they had a little bit of it in the 120, but they expand, or sorry, not 120, in 123, but they expanded the piece for 320 and came up with the whole shebang, which I feel is extremely significant. Like, they could have picked a popular piece of music to go with that scene. I'm glad they went with the theme. But they went with the theme. The theme is beautiful. If you listen to it, it's got the little vocals running through it, and it's just... It kind of speaks to reverence. It's more than just there's a little bit of sadness to it, right? There's a little bit of sadness to it. There's meaningful. Yeah, it's it's very romantic, but it has a little sad twinge. And I always, I'm always a big fan of the little. I like selfless love stories where there's always sacrifice, and you're not gonna not be sad when you're sacrificing stuff. And obviously, what was happening, Oliver is sacrificing. You know, he's finally at the point where he's ready to be with Felicity and he has to walk away from it. And I think that has an impact on him going forward in a wet. My thing was Oliver got to the point in 320 that I was hoping he would get to after the falling off the um, mountain. My reaction to Oliver when he comes back from falling off the mountain is literally Felicity. I was so pissed at him. 
like, oh my god, well, not even dying gets you to gets yeah. you to want to live. Like everybody literally. In fandom was expecting that he would come back. Yeah, we like, all thought like this would be a rebirth of, of of a sort. This would be a rebirth. And it was very hard to see him double down. Oh, uh, and he doubled down on his shit. decision. He it was like it was it was it was really quite something. I was like, wow, really nothing gets through to you. Not even a sword in the gullet. Interesting. And she that's why she was like she was and I love that scene because Steve or sorry, Steve, Oliver calls her on it. He's like, You're not really mad at me about Merlin. And she's like, you know what? I'm a little mad about Merlin, but you're right. This is what I'm really mad about. I really thought you were dead for a freaking month. And I thought when you would come back, you would change your mind. He's like, about us. She's like, well, no, I'm talking about change your political beliefs. Of course us. He's like, <laughs> and I feel like what we got in 320 is what I was expecting in 310. Right. I wasn't expecting them to get – I wasn't really expecting Oliver and Felicity to get back together until the end of the season, but I was expecting a little more emotional growth than what I saw <laughs> from Oliver. Like, man, he really doubled down for those middle – It was it was frustrating at the time, but now watching season three as a whole, it works so well. It does work really well. You're like, okay. Well, and the reason why he doubled down is he hadn't lost everything. Oliver nearly losing his life doesn't um, – that's not that doesn't nearly do it for him. Nearly losing his sister's life. Oh yeah. Okay. And nearly losing his his city's life. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, of... that'll do it. You have to go if you're going to go if you're going to go for change with Oliver, it really can't ever be about Oliver himself. <laughs> Like, you can't kill Oliver. That's not going to get emotional growth. He doesn't really care. Like, he cares. Like, he's not, like, suicidal. But he doesn't put on that hood without some acknowledgement that he might not come back. And he's kind of made his peace. He's almost died so many times, he's just kind of made his peace with it. When he actually dies, he's just going to be like, okay, that's fine. But that's, that whole Thea thing, that was really pretty crucial. And I know people get kind of upset about that because they, they really want Felicity to be this constant. They want Oliver crying over Felicity. They want Oliver well, worrying about Felicity. Felicity. They want Felicity to be Oliver's only catalyst. Right. That's just not how Oliver works. Well, no, and I think that that, that limits his character in a lot of ways. It and it, it limits. It makes him a little bit more superficial. And really one-dimensional. Like, yeah. I'm okay that Felicity isn't the only thing Oliver cares about. That's yeah. never been yeah. his character. He's always loved his family. And I think his devotion to his family um requires a blind eye at times that Diggle and Felicity have to call him on. But that in and of itself is something that Felicity loves about him. Felicity loves how Oliver loves his sister. Like that's that's the guy she fell in love with. So of course, yeah, that makes sense. You know, and she tells that to Thea. That's just who he is. That's who I fell in love with. I like how she just so casually drops in and just is like that's that's my man. And Thea's like, oh, makes sense. <laughs> like Thea is like post resurrection essentially, and she's like, oh, you my brother. And she's like, yeah. He's like, hmm, cool. <laughs> so it's just like everybody's like, yeah, that makes sense that you two are together. Should have happened about three years earlier. <laughs> Basically. And then the love scene itself. Well, I have to. We have to talk because it's like the. The thing that really blew my socks off was when he takes off the glasses. 
And that was, of course, an ad lib. And I got to give Mr. Mel all kinds of credit because he just said, nope, he just came up with that. And I think him, he and Emily really talked about this love scene. Yes, they did. And they, they wanted it to be special. Yeah, and they talked they about it with the director and they really wanted it to be like they made specific choices. The one thing that always kind of cracks me up is when he picks her up. Because he doesn't quite yes. pick her up. I mean, Emily Betricards has to be like 100 pounds. And like Steve can lift 100 pounds no easy. But it's, it, it's just kind of funny. The one leg doesn't quite get up there. There's some awkwardness to it, which I kind of love that. It feels very realistic. It feels very first listening. time. Like they're not, he doesn't know how her body works, you know, like clock. Like, right. Like that's why 520 was great that they brought that. Because those that was two people who have had sex many times. <laughs> And he knows what to do, you know. He knows what works for Felicity. Whereas in 320, he's kind of like, eh, I'm going to do my pickup thing. I don't know if this is going to well, work. And Does she like this? Do you <laughs> suppose, you know, while you're speaking of it, do you suppose that's the reason why 320 is the only time we've ever seen him on top versus yes. all the other times? yes. I agree. Because that is very like specific. Because they do start out with her on top um for a little bit but he kind of like he lets her have her on top for a little bit but once the bra comes off yeah he's like (laughs) no and then he flips her he does the one hand god what did i say in my review have you ever watched i made you watch that Grey's anatomy scene he does the one hand jackson that's what i call it it's the one arm jackson it's super hot if you ever need to watch a, a love scene on Grey's Anatomy, you go Jackson and April in the bathroom because Jackson picks April up with one arm, one arm, and carries her into the stall. It's probably one of the hottest things I've ever seen in my life. It's like, holy shit. Like, listen, it's not like women weigh nothing. Like, we have some mass. I was, It was just really – but, like – April Kruppner is like this itty bitty little thing and it's just super hot. So that's what Oliver does with with Felicity. He literally just flips her like a pancake with one arm. And I'm like, that's impressive. (laughs) Yes, sir. May I have another? And then you're right. He's on top. But what I think is really funny when he's on top and they're under the covers, people didn't realize there was movement. They didn't realize that there was a cut from when he flipped them over. Yeah, they didn't realize there was a cut and then that they were... There was thrusting. (laughs) I had to point out the thrusting to like three or four people. And of course, we're all rewatching this 150,000 times. And I remember audibly, like, I think it was Katie. I can't remember. It was another writer. It was another reviewer. They're like, wait, what? There was thrusting? I told them to go back. They're like, holy shit, there's thrusting. I was like, I told you. He's like, and the big question is, where's Oliver's other arm? Because you see (laughs) one arm. Yeah. But then there's a missing arm. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of shoulder movement coming from Mr. Queen. Yeah. And you're like. That arm isn't just like laying by his side. Mr. Oliver Jonas. <laughs> and Mrs. Miss Felicity is pretty happy. You're like, what's going on with the other arm? And I will leave that to your imagination. And we've always talked. Cal and I have talked about this. Because I'm like, is she orgasming right then? And you're like, no, no, she's pre. We're getting her revved up. Which I was like, that's fair. So, like, she's already that revved up and she hasn't even hit, like, the top of the mountain, which just confirms Oliver's sex god queen. He owns 
we, he got to to sign the check. That but like, here's the, yeah, that's kind of because like we've heard about this guy is like a tomcat <laughs> like, in bed, really? but we've never is really it? seen it. We're like, really? Show me the show me receipts. It? I would like some receipts. And we're like, we got, oh, we got oh, to see okay, yeah, he's like, a tomcat oh, okay. in bed. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I believe Mess it. <laughs> So, I mean, I think if you just contrast the two scenes, you can completely see. Even if you were delusional well, and thought Oliver and Laurel still had a shot in hell in three. Here's what they do. Here's what they do. When, whenever, whenever faced with this evidence, this is what those fans generally tend to do. They get very upset and defensive. And their they're tack, because they're never going to agree with us. No. Their tack is then to say, oh, well, that's just gross. You Ulysses fans, all that's all you care about. That's disgusting. Sex? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, basically. It's not but all I care about, have, but, you know, it's in the top ten. <laughs> haven't you seen them do this? Every time they get pushed into a corner with this, they get all like, oh, you guys are gross because that's all you care about. And it's like. Can okay, I just, well, why is stupid. that? Here, can we just have like a, an open discussion? Like gross, sex is yeah. a natural human because they want to shame activity. us being... Oh, because we're perverts. Yeah. Hmm. That's what they're saying. I don't feel voyeuristic in television shows. Uh, listen, if you want to feel pervy, go watch something on Stars. <laughs> All I'm saying is watch no. Jamie Watch Jamie and Claire go at it. And you're like, but here's the thing. I might Even need... Jamie and Claire, listen, they filmed it that way. For, for a reason, things. like <laughs> they want you to watch it. Well, honestly, I gotta say, if you're really, Guys, if you need to watch on. one episode of Outlander, watch the wedding oh, because it's really yeah, it. quite it's, fascinating. Just, it's amazing. Episode. It's a really, but like, it's fascinating from the standpoint of these are. It's literally Jamie and Claire, like they're friendly but they're essentially it's like 320 str- on crack right it's like they're essentially <laughs> like okay imagine oliver and felicity are friends but then they're forced to get married in like season one and as part yeah, of like, that marriage it's like 115 right it's like married. 115 and then oliver and felicity are like they have to get married and not only do they have to get married they have to prove that they had sex because that's like part yeah, of the deal people standing up they're like the waiting listening. okay so basically you have to just like oh and oliver's a virgin <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah i'd say you summed it up really okay much. and there's three separate love scenes through that episode which is why it's amazing because you get to see it's like literally the whole episode it's literally just sex just, but they're yeah. very specific love scenes like the first ones well it's, the first ones they're trying to show that jamie's not a complete uh monk in fact he says he's not a monk <laughs> But he's also lacking some finesse. Right. Jamie doesn't quite know where parts go. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> or how they go together. He's right. Like, like which direction. Yeah. I mean, it's like, the 1700s. The poor bastard didn't have Playboy. I mean, you got to give him a break. So let's just say Jamie hangs out a lot with horses. <laughs> so like there's that certain awkwardness and they're both clothed. You can have sex clothes. They're both in like their dressing gowns. They don't. They don't like get down nitty gritty. There's like a. There's like a band aid. Okay. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. And let's just say it's quick. He's. It's. It's his first listen, time. Listen, you can break. look like a stallion like Jamie, and it can. It's his first time. And then, because Claire herself is quite a sexual woman. This is a woman who 
very much enjoys sex. She very much views it as um, a connective thing between husband and wife. And she is hot for Jamie. She has had an attraction to Jamie for a very long time. But, you know, we're not supposed to act on that. But, you know, hey, bigamy, it's fine. <laughs> it's time travel, girl. <laughs> Do your thing. There's moral, there's moral questions at play Right. Here. But whatever. She's surviving. But she decides in this moment, you know what? I'm in the situation I'm in. Fuck it. And she, and it's one of those great moments where the man is made to be the sexual object. It's not about her for a real long time. He makes it about her later. <laughs> but for about five minutes, it's just naked Jamie and Claire, like, checking him out. Like, she's surveying him. Like, You'll do. <laughs> like, like he's at auction. Or yeah, something. it's literally like he's like, it's it's like, it's like, stale. what's that? What's the Australian stripper thing that they do? It's like taking thunder one of those. Thunder from down under? Yeah, thunder from down under. It's like literally taking one of those guys, having him strip all the way down, and then like just like surveying. If Circling around. It's like him. a circle thing. You're like, I think he'll, I think he's okay, Claire. <laughs> Have you looked at him? She's like, yeah, you'll do. And then Jamie's like, well, if I got to be naked, so do you. (laughs) She's like, yeah, okay. But then the third one. So that one's very lusty. It's very like, you know. And then the third one is very much lovemaking. And it's really interesting to see the three. Because then when you see these three different love scenes, you can kind of recognize them in different ways in other shows and it's very much yes Oliver and Felicity obviously had a lot of chemistry there's a lot of lusty sex part of it but it's very romantic and what I like about it is you know we've seen Oliver he had sex with Helena he had sex with McKenna um, he had sex with Laurel and they're always kind of cut away (laughs) and you're like okay but what I love about that final shot with the thrusting is this is Oliver making love. Like, this isn't just Oliver in a hookup. This is Oliver making love. And you're like, okay, he's so gone for her. Like, are we really going to have this guy sleep with the woman of his dreams and then he's got to, like, go be, like, a freaking assassin dude? Like, that's just mean. But, yep, that's what they did. And I think that that... But that I think the most important, the most important comparison is the final comparison you could make between these two scenes, which is how they end. Oh, yes, girl. Give me the tea. The Laurel and Oliver scene ends with Tommy being heartbroken. Crying on a sidewalk. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is how they chose to transition off of that that scene, okay? Mm -hmm. The only scene like it that the two of them have ever gotten, okay? Right. Compare that to Oliver and Felicity in 320. Their fit transition is to a ca- two candles. Two candles. That are burning. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Jen, tell us why the two candles are important. Because there's this thing called twin flames. And it's just the best thing from a literary. Is it astrological? I can't remember where it comes from. Is it just literary or is it astrological? I don't know. Whatever. It just essentially, (laughs) it's a way, twin flames are essentially, it's almost even saying like they're more than soulmates. It's, it's like you have found your match in the universe kind of deal. It's a very kind of connective. It's a cosmic connection that, yeah, it's very symbolic for that these two are made, are meant for each other. It's very, if you want to put an end game stamp, you use twin flames. So, 
when they pan down to the Twin Flames, and I would say it's a fairly, I don't know, I feel like it's well known. I don't know if they did it on purpose or not, but I freaked the fuck out. I think they out. did because I swear I've seen Antonio retweet stuff about it before. A Twin Flames. I mean, God, you got to love yeah. that, man. I'll let yeah, you Google so Twin Flames, but that's my perspective on it. It's, 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 it's even, but it's more than soulmates. It's like a universal, you... spiritual, connective thing. When you compare, you know, oh, the, the yes. betrayal of, of, of a best friend to a symbolism of unity, honestly. Oh, sorry, I'm wrong. Speak for themselves. I'm going to read about, okay, so there's confusion. So it's not really soulmates, which are perfect matches. Twin flames are our perfect mirrors. They tend to be on and on and off again, intensely passionate, sometimes painful. Does, not, does that not sum up Elicity? It sounds pretty familiar. It sounds pretty familiar. So I think perfect mirrors is kind of like those, to me, that screams opposite attract kind of thing, which I think, but our opposite but mirror complements you. Mirror. Yeah. You know what I mean? That That's why opposites attract because. And that's why it's called a perfect mirror. And yeah. It's, it's a perfect mirror. Yeah. Mirror. Because together you are, you're perfect. You're whole. Whole. Like, yeah. I don't think relationships are necessarily, you know, you know, the you complete me kind of deal. No. I think you need you need to do the work ahead of time. But I think that that work can happen simultaneously while you're in a relationship. We don't. S- well, I think two people can can complement each other and help each other grow in the ways that they need to grow together. Right. Okay. So I'm reading because I, I remember reading about this because I got really excited when I saw it. And now it's been four years since I've actually read about Twin Flames. So. There's this wide belief that you can have more than one soulmate. I don't really think that's true, but okay. Um, but then I think twin flames are more, like, it's not like you have multiple twin flames. Like, that's just <laughs> it. So it's it's kind of interesting if you go on different websites and read about it. And they have, I like, literally, I'll send this because Elite Daily has, like, this whole compare contrast between soulmate and twin flames kind of deal i always viewed it as twin flames are more than soulmates it's like right. it's this cosmic e and i think i'm probably right about that but but i think the important thing is it's is that hugely you important that you compare that to huge tommy's witnessing of lorivers hookup the two scenes almost could not be more different just in tone, in in content, in mm-hmm. honesty, mm-hmm. in in significance, mm-hmm. in, in well, just I gotta say, watching way. Laurel and Oliver have sex, it felt perfunctory. It kind of felt like the writers it felt like ticking a box. Yeah, it's kind of like it just felt like okay, the writers feel like this is something that they have to get done, but it also felt like an ending. And what's so interesting about that is at the time, I don't think Oliver viewed it as that. You know what I mean? Like he thought he was off to have like this great life with Laurel. And when he has sex with Felicity, he's he's viewing it as an ending because he thinks he's never going to see her again, you know? Right. And really, 320 is the beginning because when Oliver finally comes back, and that was always a big question for me. It's like, okay, where is he? Where is his head going to be at after he's fucking El Sahim, whatever? Um, and he tells her about the dream, 
that his dream essentially his happy dream for the past freaking how many months is that he's just in a car with her driving away and I was like okay well that's good we haven't lost <laughs> we haven't lost Oliver who wants to be in a relationship with Felicity like that right. guy is still here even though he tried to commit suicide in an airplane um <laughs> But I thought that was really important thread to keep going because I was like, he felt fundamentally changed after Thea almost died. And I was like, if they go back on that, I'm going to be really annoyed. <laughs> and they didn't. And they didn't. But I feel like when it comes to the filming of Lauren Oliver's scene is they're really, the writers are like, okay, we're checking off this box, but we're going to blow them up in about five seconds. And they use the shot of Tommy as very much a foreshadowing of that. Because what happens in the next episode? Tommy dies. And what's so beautiful about that scene and why I love that scene um, with Tommy dying is Tommy gets a little bit of, uh, it's a little, like he doesn't view it like this, but this is the way I view it. Because I was a big Tommy Laurel fan. I only really liked Laurel when she was with Tommy. Like, <laughs> like I, Laurel was My palatable is, to is me. After- I liked Laurel and Tommy until 123. Oh, and then yeah, I then I was like, Tommy bitch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was really one of those moments where she's walked around thinking Oliver is this be all and end all, and he doesn't really deserve it. Whereas if you're looking at the guy who's really shown up for Laurel, the guy who's really tried to be different and be honest with Laurel and have a relationship with her and be that guy. It's always been Tommy. And yeah, he has a mon- minor, he stumbles a little. And he tells her he doesn't love her and that he just can't do this. But like any fool, like, sorry, Laurel, when he's crying, telling you this, like you can't, <laughs> you can't figure out that he's not telling the truth, whatever. But what I love about that <laughs> scene is as you're watching it, you're totally expecting Oliver to be the guy to show up to pull the pylon off of her. I was. I thought it was going to be. I was because Oliver's on the motorcycle. And then it was Tommy. And, and then like, it's yes. Tommy. And you're like, yes. And then you're like, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> and he, she's just like, Tommy. And he just looks at her and he's like, I uh, love you. You're, you're a bag, a mess. You're a disaster you. zone of a human being, Laurel Lance. But I am in love with you. And I'm going to fucking pull this 1,800 pound brick off of you. Because I'm a fucking Because I'm a fucking hero. And, like, that's what I love. That if you're going to talk about, let's pretend, let's pretend Laurel is Saint Laurel, the way that they like, the show likes us to pretend like she was. Let's pretend she's Saint Laurel. And, you know, she's just torn between these two guys. And, you know, Laurel's supposed to be with the hero, the true hero. That wasn't Oliver in season one, guys. It was Tommy. It was Tommy. <laughs> it was not Oliver. Oliver is not a hero in season one. He kind of is a, I mean, he does a fairly good job. Like, he, he has heroic moments. He has his moments. But yeah. I would say total package? No, because he's not, we're, we're an origin story. Guy's just getting started. So, for me, that was really a moment of, this is the guy, and I, I always, that's why 418 pisses the fuck out of me, because I always felt that Laurel realized that Tommy, in that moment, was the man she should have picked. 
Yeah. And that's what was so, I mean, I'll give Cassidy some credit when Laurel's, the building's coming down and Laurel's freaking out and screaming Tommy's name. I was like sobbing. I was like, no, she did a good job in that scene. And I always felt when they cut in on 201 and Oliver comes back from the island and she just says to him, hey, it was a mistake. We shouldn't have done this. He's like, yep. And he's like, wholly agree. Totally agree. It was a disaster zone. Shouldn't have happened. And they really felt like they betrayed Tommy. Now he's dead and they can't make it up to him, which is, you know, facts. So, <laughs> True story. Way to go, guys. Sorry. You screwed up. So what drove me nuts about 418 and a lot of what fueled Laurel's alcoholism in two was this guilt that she felt entirely to blame for Tommy's death, which she kind of was. And <laughs> you were told to get out of the glades, you dumbass. She's like, oh, why? <laughs> You'll see in a few minutes, honey. I'm going to go down and get some papers. Oh, my God. Like, this is what I'm saying. Arrow doesn't do. The writers don't do Laurel any favors. Like, they do shit like this. to, And it's like, and then they're surprised when the audience members hate her. It's like, well, you guys pulled this shit to make us you, hate her. You made me hate her. You make her. me you hate her. Me hate like, her. I'm not choosing this. I want to like her. But when the dumb bitch goes down to the freaking glades after Oliver tells her not to to get a God-blessed file. And I'm sorry, it's 2012. Do you not have this on a heart, like, on a computer? Email. Sorry, I get really angry when I think about Tommy, and it just it triggers me. I'm calming down. Listen, Tommy deserved better. <laughs> Tom deserved, but what drives me nuts about 419 is it erases all of that. It acts like Laurel and Oliver were going to be together after Tommy's death, and then Oliver just was like... Yeah, the, the stuff pulled in 419 was really out outrageous because it was spitting on everything that had been achieved and everything that had been said about Tommy's death beforehand like I really firmly believe that a major drive of Laurel's alcoholism in season two was that she knew she was supposed to be with Tommy she picked the wrong guy and now the guy she was really supposed to be with is dead and she's never going to get another chance at that love like, sorry, guys, that would drive me to the bottle. She's not drinking because Oliver left her. She's drinking because the real love of her life died. And she realized it too late, which is why she needs Sarah. She needs another love to kind of give her something to live for. And it's not romantic love. It's her relationship with her sister that kind of sparks that desire well, to be a good person. Has never done has never done Laurel any favors. No. Let's be honest. Romantic love makes Laurel less honorable of a person. It does. I the Laurel I love, yeah, the Laurel I love is the Laurel who loves Sarah. Yeah, and and romantic love does her no, no, no favors. No, she's pretty messy. Her sisterly love, if she isn't, you know, saying terrible things to her sister, is great. But where she shines elsewhere, when she focuses on herself, and when we see her without any sort of relationship, that is when she can truly be selfless. She, I don't think Laurel possesses the ability to be selfless when she's in a romantic relationship. She becomes extremely selfless. Yeah, I don't know. I, the best she ever was was with Tommy, but that was a it's lot true. of Tommy taking care of Laurel. 
Right. It wasn't as much. It was a lot of Tommy jumping through hoops, too, trying to be a better man for Laurel, which, yeah, he needed to grow up. I think there's just genuine Tommy needs to grow up. But Tommy was not a bad guy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Tommy wasn't cheating on her. Tommy wasn't like. Tommy was doing the most. Tommy he, was all in. He threw that whole that whole benefit thing for her. The benefit thing. I mean, remember the Christmas ornament he gave her? Because she doesn't do oh Christmas. It was like, oh, man. I mean, there was just Tommy really was good. Best. I mean, remember the scene where Tommy's talking to the little kid that, that Laurel was protecting? Yes. And he's like, yes. I'm going to tell you a secret. I see my mom all the time. In my dreams, I'm like, oh, my God. Marry this man and make babies with him. Like, what was wrong with her? I was just, oh, it just makes me angry. And is it any small wonder why I love Tommy still? Like, I'm like, I can't give him up. I can't. I just, no. It's just, he's perfect. And I guess, like, that was always my big, huge problem on top of all of this. Laurel and Oliver were really... Like, this whole star-crossed bullshit that they were trying to sell with Oliver and Laurel. Like, it was just never the right time. No, no, no. Is it? Is it? First of all, let's just pretend, like, oh, we're going to. First of all, she rebounds fairly quickly after after Tommy's death. Like, Oliver comes over. He's all upset. And Laurel's like, come on in. She's already talking about their future. Yeah, she's like, Like, Tommy who? I'm like, like, that Laurel makes no sense with the grief-stricken Laurel we saw from 201 until at least, when does she and Sarah make up? 207? It was... It was terrible. It was bad. I was like, listen, I got to go back and look who wrote those episodes. But it was some kind of ream job. Yeah. It was bad. Like, there are times Mm. where I'm like, Arrow doesn't make sense constantly with what they say is what's happening versus what you're seeing on screen. But that was really one of those episodes like, what fucking planet are you on? Have you actually even watched? Does anyone remember season two? Does anyone in that writer's room remember season two? I was just irate. I was irate. Because I understand that they were trying to throw her a bone again. No, But like, listen. But it was it was extremely infuriating to people who have actually been paying attention to But see, that's why you don't listen to the actors. Listen, Katie Cassidy only ever read her sections of the script. She's admitted to that, okay? So anytime she would get into an interview and she would be talking about Laurel and Oliver and how they're soulmates and how they're meant to be, people would read it and be like, what show is she on? <laughs> Like, she'd be, oh, Emily's just, you know, comic relief, and Laurel's got this. She's just and a love She's interest. just a love interest, and you're like. Just a fling. She's a fling. You're like, what sh- what show? What show is she on? She's on the Katie Cassidy show, apparently. What you talking about, And the about, minute like? she admitted that, oh, I only read my my scenes, I was like, oh, my God. I oh, totally get you sense. now. I, like, she became way less infuriating. Because I was like, she doesn't know what's going on in the show. She has absolutely no idea. None. No clue. And it was, like, one of those times where maybe they were just trying to let Katie, maybe this was, like, to make Katie happy and make her go quiet. I don't, I don't know. But it was one of those times where they were, like, we're going to give everything that Katie has been saying, which is complete bullshit and makes no sense to what the show actually is. And we're just going to, like, put it into one episode and just drop it. Drop it in there. And then we're going to, like, and, like, it just, no one ever references it again. It's just, it's just, like, it's, it's supposed to exist. 
in like its own. And what they also forget is that they had those in-between Arrow comics. Remember? Remember there was the in-between ones? Okay. Remember when they used to do this? Okay. So they yes. wrote a comic. They wrote a comic, you guys, of what happened between 123 and 201. And you want to know what and happened? It wasn't. That. It wasn't 418. It was or 419. You want to know what it was? I'm gonna tell you what it was. Okay. Oliver. It was awesome. Oliver it was goes better. to the apartment and knocks on her door. And Captain Lance answers. And he's like, Laurel's in her bedroom crying her guts out. I can't even get her to come out of her room. She doesn't want to see you. She doesn't even want to eat. She doesn't want to eat. She doesn't want to do. I'm like, I've never seen her like this. And Oliver's like, okay, well, can you tell her I stopped by? And Lance is like, sure, as soon as I make sure she's not killing herself. And then, like, shuts the door. And then Oliver hops on a plane. He goes to Nanda Parvat. Or, no, sorry. He goes to Leanne Yu. So he and Laurel. You left out the other thing that he did. What did he do? I forget. (laughs) He, in the comic, at least. Yeah. Because there's been two, several different tellings of the wine in the comic. Right. But the comic said that he went and gave the 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 wine to felicity oh that's right before he left right oh i didn't and realize he that also was when it left was. the money the money with dig and felicity gave them a million dollars each got it because everyone's like how did they pay for the new bunker <laughs> it's some cash okay so and that, that does that fill comp- in for you friends what 201 was okay so doesn't it make a lot more sense now when oliver and laurel see each other they're seeing each other for the first time since Tommy died after the funeral, I guess, because it was after the funeral. So they saw each other at the funeral, but she wouldn't see him after the funeral. And so this is the first time that they've talked about their sexcapades. Doesn't that make more sense from what from when you have that story in your head from going yes. from 123 to 201? Makes a yes. fuck more a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. And then they shit on it in 419. For inexplicable reasons, I don't know if it was contractual obligations. I don't know what the fuck was going on in the writers' room, but it was a hot fucking mess. They thought it made sense. No, because they forget that we remember everything. And I'm sorry, I was like, no, this whole thing, the whole thing. First of all, it made me hate Laurel even more, because she's ready to jump Oliver after literally burying Tommy in the ground. I was like, what happened to this whole? Being with Oliver was a mistake. What didn't, wasn't that the whole thing that they decided they can't be together because of Tommy? And they're like, oh, us having sex was a mistake. So when did she come to this conclusion that was his mistake? It was after he got on the plane? Like, what the fuck are they even doing? And even more infuriating is how the Laurel fans then took this up as a rallying cry. They were perfectly happy to ignore everything that happened on the show. Right. Four seasons worth of it. For for one episode. One episode that didn't even really give them what they wanted. No. It just gave them. Well, it's the same like, thing they do with the one hundredth. They a tease they they of like they, they like. <laughs> it's like they act like the one hundredth gave them everything. I'm like, it gave you nothing. nothing. It literally, like, it's like I thing. feel like the one hundredth. If you're a Laurel Lance fan. It's like the meanest episode. It's just mean. It's really mean because you're just, it's like. You're not getting it. No. You, you, first of you all, he. The, the episode no further along than you were. Right. It's like the they erase began. all the badness, all the baggage that made us hate Laurel and Oliver from begin with. He never cheats on her. Everything's happy. Whatever. He literally has every reason to stay. 
And what he says to her in that speech is, the guy that you thought you loved was never me. And every time you loved me, every time you looked at me, I knew I didn't deserve it. Basically, Oliver's telling Laurel, when you love me, when you are looking at me, I feel like shit. Ouch. It's like, wow, really? Like, this is the death. This is like, this is if everyone's like, oh, why was Oliver so silent? This is the shit he didn't say to her. Okay. Well, here's the thing. That's what makes me so angry with those Laurel fans that sit there and they try to play off like Oliver and Felicity are this toxic relationship when you literally have Oliver saying how toxic their relationship is. She makes him feel like crap. Basically is what he was saying. That versus what he says to Felicity whereas you make me feel better. Right. Like how how he literally says he says to Laurel I didn't ever deserve that love and literally in his vows to felicity that same that last season in four he says you made me believe i deserved it that is a massive difference and can i just say mark guggenheim i think wrote both scenes i'm not 100 percent sure on the 416 but he sure as shit wrote the 100th and trust me those words were in there for a reason they're trying to juxtapose the two relationships and as everything we Laurel believed, and that's why he never told her the truth. Right. Okay. Because even if he told her the truth, he was never certain that she was going to love who he really is because he knew who he really is, is still not the guy in her head. Okay. Because the guy, he, the guy Oliver really is screws up still. Okay, he's the guy who lies about his son. He's the one who, you know, goes to prison for dipshit newbies and doesn't tell his wife. That's who Oliver is. He's a fuck up. All right. He's a even with the best of intentions. He's a fuck up. And trust me, nobody knows that better than Oliver. Okay. But that's the essential room of true love in that you can screw up and you know that that's not going to stop them from loving you and I think there was a part of Oliver that understood Felicity didn't stop loving him and if that wasn't clear he certainly had it clear in the flashback I think in he season thought five. he'd save her from him yes I think that was kind of the 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 supposition that he was operating off of was right I will save her from me right right because she deserves better somebody who is better than I am right I agree. When Oliver went to Laurel in 122, he's like, yeah, she probably deserves me. (laughs) Like, he knows the better guy is Tommy. He knows it. Like, that's why he's so torn up. Like, Tommy's dying. He's like, fuck, I knew you were the better guy. And shit, there you go. Proving me the better guy. (laughs) Like, holy shit, guys. Yeah. They're saying it. They've said it repeatedly to us i don't know how many different ways arrow can save it it. yeah like you need to start believing well and like i i get sad when elicity fan members get upset about the 100th because i'm like the 100th has so much goodness in it like it's so delicious don't 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 worry about it it. it. like 
Let them scream their little Twitter nonsense. They think they got something. They got they something, but it's get. nothing. There's literally, they, nothing. they heard nothing they Oliver zip. said. He literally walked they away are, from her. They are crowing over something that they don't understand. Okay. They're, they're, they, they think it's a great thing. No. And they don't realize it's yet another dig. Well, yet and here's the reason here, why they'll never get what Here's they want. the other thing. When Laurel's dying, she does tell Oliver she loves him and he says nothing. He's the only he does it twice. She tells him he's the love of her life of, of the love of her life and then he says nothing. And then when everyone's when she's like making her I feel the most myself when I'm black canary and I love you guys and everyone goes around and says, We love you, Laurel, I love you. Everyone says I love you, Laurel, except Oliver. He says nothing. Actually, that was before. The oh, was that before? Okay, well, whichever yeah. order. So, but two times. To he had everybody two opportunities to, to tell her that he loved her, and he doesn't take it. Everybody likes to forget that not only that she, she didn't just say that she he was the love of her life. She said that she knew. Right. She wasn't the love of his. Right. She, she readily it. understood that she wasn't. That if there was between. Because he picked Felicity. She, <laughs> he was like. <laughs> she knew something that the Laurel fans still don't know. They sit there and they say, oh, she was only killed off to make Elicity happen. Elicity already is happening, baby. No. Laurel she's acknowledging that. She, we knew it. Right. That they're endgame. She literally acknowledges all yeah, of her and Felicity are endgame exactly. on her deathbed. Right. And they can't hear I'm it. I'm so glad you found her. You're going to. And like Laurel's you know. saying, I hope you find her way back. You're fine. Your way back to. This is the thing that drives me nuts about like the Elizabeth fandom when everyone was freaking out in season five. Because, you know, when Laurel dies. They had Laurel say right, they're going to get back together. She's Laurel. Okay. <laughs> if you're watching. That's why I was screaming. She's toast. Because they're making her to be the Mother Teresa of Team Arrow. Like she was. Which is. What you do? What you, what you do when before right before you kill a superhero? They have to become Jesus. So she's like, you know, she's the Virgin Mary. Okay. So Laurel saying, "I hope you find your way back to her," is is like is like Moses on the Mount. <laughs> it was like there was all this there was all this significance placed on what Laurel's last right. words. To her Oliver last were. words were really and important. And they they sit there and then but they say oh but not her saying that she hopes she gets back with Felicity. <laughs> like, no, you that obviously will have no. This is like being an American Catholic. You can't pick the buffet. Like, Either you believe the whole thing or you don't. All right, like you you can't you can't do the you can't pick and choose the Laurel deathbed speech. Well, this part was accurate and this part wasn't. Like no 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 the whole thing. And I guarantee you, the caveat to Katie Cassidy saying Laurel. Oliver is the love of Laurel's life. I guarantee so you was right. Well, and also was the writers Mark and Wendy saying, "Yeah, okay, fine, but she ain't Oliver's," <laughs> which is why they put the line in. And to me, what drives me, it doesn't bother me from the standpoint of anything related to Oliver because he's I feel bad for I Laurel. feel bad for yeah. Laurel because what I loved what they did what, what I was enjoying what they did with Laurel's character was that the last real romantic kind of like any kind of shred left of Oliver and Laurel was that I can't even believe I remember a time I was in love with you and I'm like yes that is the line I have been waiting three years for her to say to him and like could you just be done because even in the dinner scene, which was 2.14, was that 2.14? Where he goes to dinner with 
at Laurel's house with Sarah? When was that? Was that 2.13 or 2.14? Okay. That was way more about Oliver walking away from her, I feel, than Laurel walking away from Oliver, even though she kind of did it. But that was really Oliver being like, I'm done with you. No, he walked away. He said, I'm done. I'm done with you. you. But in that episode, that's Laurel saying, I'm done with you. And from then on, there's like nothing romantic. There's, I mean, not that there was a lot before that, but like it's... From her character, I really felt she had evolved past this Oliver Queen bullshit. And it was a little distressing to see, like, oh my god, after all this year, after all this time and all of this growth and all of this. Supposedly, we're supposed to be the Virgin Mary right now, and we still can't see that this guy is not the right person for you. And what is the reason? Because he's really great with Felicity, that you've decided, oh, this is this is who, like. The person Laurel was in love with was someone Oliver never was. Not even now. He's still not that person. It's it's a figment of her imagination, okay? So if she's even sitting there watching, oh, it's like it's almost like she's saying she's watching him with Felicity and like, oh, that's the guy I always thought he'd be with me. No, that's that's literally what he tells her. He never could He's have never been gonna that guy be that her. guy with her because that whatever the guy she has in her head, that he just ne- he was never that. And the guy he is with Felicity is really who he is. But that person is still who he is for Felicity. Right. And that guy is still imperfect. There was no room for imperfection in a relationship with Laurel Lance. Yeah. And Oliver felt that. Which is why he felt undeserving. It's so fucking toxic. And they just can't ever get that it is. And so instead they tell us that that our relationship is toxic. And we're like, you guys don't even know the meaning of the word. It's like, because that's like not even a thing. This is not. You, you're making shit up that I don't even know what you're saying. Like, they just make it up as going on. So I think sense. sometimes it feels like, oh, the writers have given the Laurel Lentz. Because they, no. no, they've given them nothing. There's nothing. It's empty. They've given them a bunch of bones that have no meaning. Right. And we have the delicious, like, ribs we've got prime we're getting rib prime rib <laughs> every okay. every week it's prime rib to varying extents for seven <laughs> for seven years. years and it's delicious we like okay. it we like it so much we have nothing to be upset or jealous or Mm-mm. insecure about fam we preggers we, we having babies it's a happening Can I ask someone ask this is a really this is like this is a thing where it's like you got to live in the moment and enjoy the happiness. This is one of the asks I got. Okay, so Felicity's pregnant, right? So this person is really worried we'll never have enough another sex scene on Arrow. We we won't. Which true. (laughs) But (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay. Watch over. Like how many more do you need? Here's 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 what I'm here to tell you. We're not getting any more. We're not. We're not. Just get Just over it. Let it go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wish we would get one every week, but we're not. Well, after a we're certain, like, not. okay, I'm we're always in favor of sex scenes. Okay. Yeah, me too. If if Steve always. and Emily wanted to do that every week, yeah, I would all the be time. a fan. Yeah, totally. But I think there's. But we're never but gonna we're, get uh, it. You know. But like, does we're that never. matter? Good. Like, you can go Good. watch no. the other ones on repeat. It doesn't matter. You have it on film. We have fanfic, guys. Do you know how many like sex scenes I have of Buffy and Angel? Go read it. Do you know how many sex scenes mm. I have of Buffy and Angel? One. I have one that was real that you don't get to see no goodies. There's just a f- cut, and then he wakes up, and he's evil. 
And then there's like a dream sequence with so much elliptical nonsense. You can't even see what's going on. That was what I lived off of for 20 years, you guys. 20 okay, years. Okay, you know what I had? You know what I had with the doctor and Rose oh, Tyler? Oh, you and this Rose Tyler thing. You have just oh my signed your soul away to just pain and sadness. It is. It's It's really just a whole lot of hell. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a... Uh, He's about to say, he says, Rose Tyler, I, he says, I suppose if it's the last time I get to say it, Rose Tyler, I, and then it cuts off. Mother unable to say, and you see, you cut to him and his mouth is hanging open. He's got a tear running down his cheek. He's devastated that he didn't get to say it. She's crying, sobbing her eyes out because she knows what he was going to say and he didn't get to say it. So you, we had that. And then like three years later, (laughs) Three years later, there's, it's a long story, but basically there's two of him. And the one of him, listen, shh. You complain about Vampire Diaries. This is ridiculous. Okay, it is ridiculous. But anyhow, there's two of him, but the one only has one heart. So he's not going to like live forever like the doctor is. He's going to just live out his life and die. So the doctor's like, hey, why don't you two just like, you know stay here together and 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 she's like well, okay but before you go i want to ask you something what was it you were going to say to me all those years ago before you got cut off and he says the little fucking asshole says does it need saying yes and it my, does and, I, and i'm screaming at my tv yes it fucking needs saying and so and so he doesn't say it so she turns to the other one the one that's only got one heart and is gonna die eventually someday after her probably oh my god <laughs> and says okay and what is your answer to that question and he leans forward and whispers in her ear oh bullshit and then he pulls back and he's looking at her meaningfully and she grabs his shirt, pulls him down and kisses him. Okay, well, that's And better. while they're kissing, and while they're kissing, the other doctor is like, oh, I'm sad now. And gets in his TARDIS and leaves. Okay? That is all I got for the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> that is as good as it got. So we have, like, this belief that, yes, Rose and we call him Ten Two. Rose and Tentu got married and had babies and had all kinds of fun adventures. Sure. And but, like, you have to, like, make it up in your brain. Like, I have a, yeah. my brain angel's Do human now. And, like, yeah. sorry, I don't like come people. at me with Buffy comics. No, Joss no, Whedon has no. said that the Buffy comics are not canon. Like, if the show was to pick back up, he would not base it off okay. anything in comics. No, so don't come brain, at me. You can have whatever you so want. So in my brain, Buffy and Angel, Angel became human. He got the Shanshu yeah. prophecy, and he's married okay. to Buffy now, and they have, like, eight kids, and all they do is sex. But I didn't get to see it. No, you have to imagine. Right. So, like, so we have gotten I to see. We got to see first-time sex. We got to see breakup sex, which was super hot. We got to see humping with Ying Yang kiss for the cutaway. We got to see, yeah, there's been all sorts and of And then like, there was like post-prison. Like there was all, oh, there was date sex before Slade. Like there's been plenty yeah. of like pre-makeout, we're going to get busy scenes. And I'm sure we'll still get those. Right. But are we going to get like 520 and 320 again? No. no. Sorry. We're not. Sorry. And we're if you can't, here's the not. thing. Like this is where I get a little frustrated with our fandom it's like the writers will give us something okay 
They give us the Okay, world. they give us something. And then we need it constantly repeated. No. It's like, okay, well, Oliver didn't it's say... Oh, done. this was one. This is a big one. Okay, I keep getting this because I keep... First of all, there is somebody, and if you're listening, you're probably not. But if you're listening and you keep sending me these messages that Stephen Amell um, does not look at Emily anymore in the scenes and their oh, chemistry. I've Have you been getting this too. asshole? I've just been no. blocking them because they're crazy and they have like 15 different IP addresses. They are absolutely So if you're crazy. sending me that bullshit, you're never getting Knock an answer out of me because it's bullshit and you're going to keep getting blocked until I've nailed down every one of your IP addresses. Fair warning. Um, but the other one I got was someone was bitching Literally, this is right after they told yeah, that we're having the Elicity baby. Okay, can we just all be clear about the current circumstances within that this is what <laughs> I got in my inbox? Y'all with me? Cool. Oliver hasn't said Felicity's beautiful yet. You know what? Listen. Okay. I was on that train <sighs> back. God, was that season four? It was season four. Season four. He never said she was beautiful. Listen. I've made some peace. But some does he need to? He looks at her like she's Jesus. Like, that's what okay, Oliver no. does. He looks at her like sure. he's, oh, my God. It would be great. It'd be great if he did. But he doesn't. I don't give a. But I don't need him to say it. He communicates crap. that everything yeah, in his face. it's fine. Like, he's, are he's we walking around thinking Oliver sure Queen doesn't think Felicity's well. beautiful? Come on. No. But see, this it's, is what I'm saying. At this point. They, At this point, I feel it's petty to demand. Stuff. Well, it's like I just—that's just okay. Here's I'm the at. thing: it's like they—they're giving you Oliver thinks Felicity is beautiful in those I just saw Jesus faces. That's how Oliver looks at Felicity when she th when he thinks she looks spectacular. That's what he does. He's not a man of many words. Okay, <laughs> everything is the expression. Well, here's the thing. He's not Tommy Merlin. No. Tommy Merlin would sidle up to her. Hell yeah. Kiss her neck like, and say, you look gorgeous tonight. You look tonight. spectacular, baby. Yeah. But that's not that Oliver. That's a Tommy Merlin thing. No, that's not Oliver's way. Listen, we got one baby out say, of Oliver. You look nice. And it was a miracle. When you remember, he was like, he was he saving said, her from the gas it? chamber. And he's like, come here, baby. And that was an ad lib from Steve. I guarantee well, you. Well, no. Remember in 416, he said something about, you look amazing, or something like that, when she was in the wedding yeah, dress. Yeah, when she was in the wedding dress, he says that she looks amazing. And she's like, fuck and you, because it. you lied to me. And I do look amazing. This should be my wedding day, but you had to screw it up. It was kind of great. So yeah, there, you got it. Does it have to be exactly you look beautiful? This is what drives me yes, nuts. Like, they give you the you look beautiful in 12 different ways, well, but because it doesn't fit into this exact little box, then yeah, people are unsatisfied. People get, I'm like, I can't help really you pretty. then. Here's my thing. There was a couple things that I've been wanting since, like, season two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh at me because you know I know what they are <laughs> okay. just so we're clear I was never on these trains but go ahead <laughs> now the two things that I wanted were Oliver and Felicity to dance mm, yes that was a big one for you and for Oliver and Felicity to ride on his motorcycle together. yes also a big one I was okay. a fan of the motorcycle I basically, one. I basically got both of those within two episodes. Span. It's like, okay. boom, boom. I was, I was living my best life. 
Now, the motorcycle, did we get a nice... No. But you're not going to. It's going to be a... Listen. One? Can I talk to you about no, this motorcycle situation? And can we talk about it for a minute? Okay, but first, can I just yeah. say... Yeah. We did... It wasn't like up close shot or whatever. I don't give a hairy eyeball shit about it. There was a motorcycle. Okay? She was on it. Because Good enough. She was on the motorcycle. <laughs> That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. I can imagine the rest. My brain is pretty good and active, and it's not a hard thing. But did I we, like, ever see, like, we saw. she rode on his We saw Oliver dismounting him. from it a lot, Done. right? Especially in season one. There was, like, yeah, dismounting. He doesn't, he doesn't drive Okay, it. it's can we talk about road. this? Because I have experienced this in another television show <laughs> where you're, like, where they said, <laughs> okay, they're going to ride a motorcycle together, and you're, like, oh, my God. This is going to be the hottest thing ever. And yes, you can all guess what show I'm talking about. It's called The Vampire Diaries. So they made this big deal how Stefan has a motorcycle and how him and Elena were going to ride it. It was going to be this super hot scene. Oh, my God. Because in order to film both actors on the motorcycle, it's a fake motorcycle. (laughs) Like, you can't film it with them on it. In the shot that you want and have it look real. Like, it looks ridiculous. And so, like, they're on this motorcycle going, and they have stunt doubles. But, like, the stunt doubles have to go slow because they don't want to. You can't have a person, because Elena stands up with a motorcycle because she's the vampire. Um, You can't have them stand up with a motorcycle going 60 miles an hour because they will die. It's like they're literally going 10 miles an hour down this road. (laughs) And, like, the close-up shot, it's like a green screen of Stefan and Elena. It's... It looks ridiculous. The faraway shot that we got is much preferable to what I got of actual visual confirmation of Stefan Elena on a motorcycle. Be careful what you yeah, ask no, for. I, we I got was it. Fine with the faraway because, like I said, I just wanted some acknowledgement that hey, sometimes they ride around on her his motorcycle together. That one scene was enough, enough. to tell me that hey, it happens. Know, times that maybe they like they're gonna go run to the they're store going to or get something. A banana at the grocery store. Run into Target. You know, you land the crotch they... rocket. <laughs> exactly. That's all I wanted. And that's all I needed. That's all I, that's all I needed. Is well, to also too, I agree with you on the dance thing because, like, with the wedding situation, become there comes a great deal of lists because there's certain things that happen <laughs> at a wedding. Right? But I wanted that since... Well, no, no, no. I agree. Because it was like, two. at some point, yeah. dance. Right, right, right. But like, with the wedding, it was like, oh my gosh, are we going to get the bouquet toss? Are we going to get cake? Are we going to get the first dance? Are we going to get speeches? Are we going to get... Like, you just don't know. Do we get the procession? Yeah. Like, there's all kinds of things that get encompassed in a wedding episode that you're like, when we had... Still salty, we got no garter toss. Right. That would have been great. Um, But... My thing was, like, when we had the wedding in the park and the Elicity movie, I was like, oh, man, I don't know if they're going to do the whole thing. All the things I want. Yeah. And even when we had the they promo. they gave us the whole goddamn thing. It was literally, like, if I had emailed Mark a list of things that I wanted, he, he, he just went, the glass. check, 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 check. Jen, but he didn't stomp the glass. No, they didn't. There was like nothing Jewish about because this he's ceremony. An asshole. Like, mm. He's an asshole, and that's I just know. leave it at that. Like there was but, no um, hoopa. <laughs> there was a but no. There should have been some glass stomping. Forever bitter. Anyhow, moving on. But like the so majority of the wedding checklist got checked off. Yeah, yeah. 
when the Barry fact that we got a dance girl at all was like oh i know when Barry and Felicity danced in season oh two. Oh, my God. That was when I was like, oh okay, God. I'm going to need it. And she was informal. So when Dick, we were so close. He was I literally. Know. He asked her to dance. Uh, no, he didn't. Well, he was like, he care said. for a dance. And I'm like. And it was just enough to just make us nuts. But then in season three, we had Diggs. You're right. They just stood there watching him. Maybe. Nope, just stood no, there watching them all forlornly foreshadowing yeah. weddings. I don't need more. My God, can we not just like have you guys? Could you just like have a fucking situation where you're informal wear and slow dancing? Is that so much to ask? That's all I freaking like. You know why they didn't? Do you know why they didn't? I don't give. But this is what would have happened. This is what would have happened. I don't. This is what would have happened. They would have danced at Diggle and Lila's wedding. They totally would have gone in like a freaking like coat room and have. Like, yeah, that's why you can't have them. Yeah, like, you put true. them in a slow dance situation in which they're yeah. not together. They're it totally was, tearing was, off each other's yeah. clothes. They knew it was like, but, uh, they knew it was just too <laughs> magnetic and they couldn't do it because they would have no self-control if they touched bodies in slow motion and slow thing. music. Uh-uh. Here's the exclamation point on what I've been saying here. Yeah, how are we, what were we talking about my before? My two big wishes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my two big wishes are, these things have happened. I don't need then to see them happen again and again and again and again. I don't right. need to see more scenes on the Like, you don't need three more dance more scenes. Dances. If I get Great. them, swell. But I'm not going to be sitting here bemoaning, being like, oh, I only got the one dance. No, I don't Listen, give a I was. I got I, it. I'm I happy. was very, like, we deserve a sex <laughs> scene after Oliver gets out of prison. But after they kind of, like, shorted us on it, which, let's be fair, they did. I was like, okay. It ain't ever happening. If you're if you're gonna have a sex yeah. scene in an episode after that, I I'm the same. I, I like, accept whatever. It. I was Fine. like, okay. Like so literally, they had him in a shower. She could have been in the shower. That's they fine. didn't do that either. Yeah. I was like, yeah. okay, it's not happening. Okay. But what did I go do? I'm not gonna waste my. No, you time go watch three twenty and five twenty over and over again. I mean, yeah. listen, I will take multiple iterations of 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 Oliver and Felicity having sex, but also if I don't ever get multiple iteration i still have two of the hottest sex scenes that have ever been filmed in television at my bare fingertips ready whenever i I want to watch them i really have nothing to complain about another thing particularly now because we veered so far what were we talking about before but um i want to (laughs) say speaking of things that people demand that i'm just like i'm not there oh yeah yeah yeah. this is a good list i'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to bring us betraying our people is always a good way to go in these in these podcasts. <laughs> We're just everyone's throwing them. things at us, traitors. We're like, yeah, we are. We're sorry. But here's but here's one thing that y'all do that really chaps kind of, your I'm ass not with you. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not even that it chaps my ass. I'm just not with you. Oh, okay, cool. Like you can go ahead and and beg for this all you want. It's like I'm not tweeting going for to beg more seasons you. of Arrow. No, I'm not going to beg for it. We're not doing that. No, it's it's the 314 flashback. Oliver saw. Oh, girl, I am with you on this. Thank you. I am not alone. Oh, babe. (laughs) No, I don't Mm -mm. need to see it. I don't. He doesn't need to to tell her. It's it's been so long. I don't. They keep asking me when is he going to tell her. Doesn't give. Why does he need to tell her? Why does he need to tell her? He Why? Doesn't. He doesn't. It's to me it's a little bit more romantic if he doesn't tell her. 
This is well, just his thing. little memory of her that he the, keeps the, in the this little little piece of his soul that's just for him. The window for when it would have been a good thing to say was before they got together for good. Okay. Uh, now that yeah. they're married. Was like, hey, by the way, I saw you in the office once. Yeah, no. It's, <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's weird. No. We don't need it. I don't need well, it. Well, I think, too, they and... want to leave. Okay, because here's the deal. If, she te- if he tells Felicity about this, then that immediately leads into the 103 scene. So she's... It's just a logical thing to ask. Oh, so did you go there knowing who I was? Or did you I'm did you remember me? Okay, here's the deal. And I know people really want answers to those questions. I don't need answers to those questions. That's the no, fun of it. Really it good. leaves some mystery. Fanfic That's out, why folks. they put it in there cuz they want you wondering Oh, did he just, did he go there knowing who she was? Or when he saw her, did he remember her? Like, sometimes TV shows don't answer. He just, they just, and what's really glorious about that scene, it's really not even, it's about Oliver and Felicity, but it's Arrow inserting Felicity into Oliver's five years. Because what they're trying to do, because when Oliver comes back in season one, he's supposedly madly in love with Laurel. Okay, mm-hmm. and Laurel's not the endgame girl. They've completely dismantled, and they go about dismantling uh, Oliver and Laurel pretty. S- but they can't really. Yeah, they do it pretty severely because this is the other thing that I can't remember if it was in the same episode. Oh yeah, it was in four eighteen because she takes the picture back out. Four nineteen. Well, when does she die? She dies in four eighteen, oh, and that's when she takes okay, the picture out of her wallet, right? Yeah, so all they have a, in the flashbacks, Oliver has the picture. He, this dude has not looked at the fucking picture since season one. I mean, it's been season one since we've seen that in the flashbacks. Like, at all. And they're like, who's that? And he's like, that's Laurel. She, used to, she was someone who used to ri- remind me of home. It's very past tense. Very past tense, which is purposeful. Okay, and in season three, they've introduced Felicity into these, like, this little thing. They just toss her in there. It's just like, oh, he saw her when he was five years away. and Well, and the heat, she made him. Yeah, sad. and it makes a kind of uh, soulmate connection that his path was always leading to her, which is what they're trying to do because they're like, they said in the pilot, the path leads to Laurel. And they're like, just kidding. <laughs> Forget we said that. So that's what they're trying to do. So you should look at it as from a, it's just another they're building just block rewriting. for Elicity right. saying this is end game. They're trying to rewrite the, the past of the show, what they said. Nothing is to be gained no. from Oliver telling No, Felicity I love that he hasn't point. told her. Maybe this makes me a crazy yeah. person, but I love that Oliver, it's okay to have certain things just for yourself. Okay. It's okay that Oliver saw well, Felicity it, in an office. She made she was a brief glimpse of happiness in a very miserable I want, time and I want people to maybe entertain the possibility that he doesn't remember it. No, I don't think that's true. This is this guy remembers. I think it's I th- no, no, I think it's potentially nah, true. No, I disagree. He I remembers. Think, I'm just I saying he doesn't have to he doesn't owe her. I feel like there's like this you have to, he has to share every single thing that ever happened to him with Felicity. Otherwise, it's not truth. It's not honesty. Listen, that's not how no. people work. 
No. That's I don't. I've been married to my it's husband for 16 years. <laughs> I don't know everything about him. Honestly, there's some things I don't. And he he doesn't know everything about me. Like there's just that's just impossible. You're not gonna know every single thing about someone. And I like that Oliver has just this little. It's a little brief moment of happiness, and he's already told her what that. Here's the thing. You want to know why he doesn't need to tell her? This is again this constant. We need to keep repeating scenes. He's already told her what it means. At the dinner date. That was what the 103 scene was. Okay? That dinner date scene was 50,000 times more significant than him ever telling her about... Honestly, 314 is just kind of like... It was just a nice thing. It was a nice thing, but it, you know, it was just Arrow being like, oh, it was trying to, it was Arrow trying to include Felicity in these flashbacks and say that she was a part of Oliver's story even then, which I like that. Hey, I'll take it. Um, Me too. But it's not all that different. The scene isn't all that different from the scene in 103. Felicity babbles and Oliver smiles. Okay. So Oliver, what what is Oliver in that moment? He's Mr. Assassin. I can't even remember what the fuck he was. He was getting the tape from his dad. I don't remember. But he has a moment where he sees this person. And she's not a target. She's not a threat. He sees her as a person. And it makes him smile. Well, that happens again in 103. Now, whether or not Oliver's completely forgotten about her, Oliver remembers her, or Oliver goes there because he remembers her, it doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> Oliver doesn't need to say, by the way, remember when I told you that you were the first person I could see as a fir- as a person? Well, that happened again, but like three years earlier. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so you saw me as a person then? Sure. Yeah. Okay. But you didn't know I saw you. Like, what's the point? It's, like, it's such a messy conversation. Say, like, the minute you, I like. I just want to say, guys, it's probably not going to happen. I don't even know if Arrow remembers they did it. I, I think, think I honestly think Mark has been asked this question like 3,000 times on his Tumblr. And I, and he's tired and he of it. Just, uh, either he evades it he's or like, he's like really elusive. But I just, I, it doesn't <laughs> feel like this. If we don't ever, if we don't ever drill down to this moment, Oliver and Felicity do not have a true relationship. I'm like, no, listen, you no. guys can campaign for that moment. Guys. And if you get it someday... Round Mazel of applause, Mazeltov. But I ain't joining you in the Twitter in the Twitter uh, campaign. It just doesn't matter to me. I'm so with you, Cal. I'm so glad you brought this up because I feel like this is something I've been holding inside. I every time I see it, I'm Mm-mm. like, not gonna happen. Don't need it. To happen. I would say the Move asks on. about it have like stopped a little bit. I think people are starting to get after four years. <laughs> Well, everyone was bitching. I remember everyone was bitching about the vows because they were like, that's the perfect time. Like in 416, he should have broken yes, out. Yes, he has to have it in the vows. I'm like, guys, <sighs> He already, t- here's what you do. When Let you're watching go. 314, you just remember the restaurant conversation and you apply the restaurant conversation to 314. He already told her. It's done. The emotional impact is is over we don't need to keep this is why i'm saying i don't need to keep seeing the same like i don't need 18 sex scenes to feel like oliver and felicity are the otp of otps they've already accomplished that and it's just literally i had three goals i had three goals sex marriage baby (laughs) 
I'm the same. And I was like, I might not even... Like, the only reason I'm why I thought I would get those things is because the show was telling me I was going to get those things, okay? Yeah, same. same. So it's not like I was even... Like, I wasn't walking around, like, thinking I was actually ever going to see Stefan and Elena's kids, but when they're doing them in a freaking bizarro memory mind warp, okay, I'll take it. Thank you. You know what I mean? It's like that. You take the gifts mm-hmm. that you're given, and then... Like, as Felicity said, you just lay your cards pat. You walk away. Walk away from the table. Because if you keep asking for more, if you're like, okay, I got this. Now I want this. I want this. I want this. You're going to be constantly disappointed in this show. Constantly. There will never be a moment of happiness for you in this show. Because as soon as you get something you want, you'll be focused on the next thing. Yeah. If you are still bitching after wedding and a baby and flash forward kid, and if you are still unhappy with what you're getting with Oliver and Felicity, I, I don't, I don't know. I got to let you go. We're going to cut you loose. Okay. This is like, you're swamping, you're swamping the raft. We're just going to like hit you. We're hitting you with paddles. Get off the boat! Good luck luck out there. I wish you the best. Hope another hope another ship comes by that you can hitch a ride on because it ain't gonna be on ours. Can't do anything for you. The rest of us are on the boat drunk. All right, you either get boozy with us now or you leave. Those are the choices. Because otherwise you're bringing us Blind drunkness is the only option right now as an Elisti fandom stop, member. Stop, pure stop bringing pure us joy. Stop, if you're not doing stop. tequila shots with me, then I don't know you. What do you want from me, gig. people? <laughs> like they still think I'm going to tolerate complaints after Beth gave me a no, baby and no, then she grows up no. to be Cat McNamara. No, okay. We're fine. Sure. We're fine. Send me we're your good. list. Give it to me. And then I'll burn it. We'll do like a podcast where people have a list of complaints and I'm just going to light it on fire. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have a baby grow up to be Cat McNamara with your other couple? Then I don't need to hear from you. If you're wondering why this Cat McNamara thing is so fucking important, it's because it's fucking I, important, okay? No, it's She's not. She's literally no. perfect casting for me. Okay. It's really important to me. Okay. Also, should we tell them what Maddie said? Because it was a good idea. Did we tell them what Maddie said? We told them everything that Maddie said. What's about Matthew Daddario? Oh, okay, yes. I, sh- I still need to, like, get that into the universe. We need to start. T- if anyone wants to start a Twitter campaign. Did you see the picture of Cat no, with... I'm really excited. Like, if they're hugging and loving each other, that means that they've they've had to work together a lot, and there's scenes coming. It makes me excited. I want to see Felicity's reaction to this, too. Like, there is nothing more than I want than Diggle's son, Mackinon Felicity, or Mackinon Maya, and watching Oliver spiral, and Diggle just grin. I mean, is there anything better? I mean... Honestly, Oliver deserves to have a hot daughter. He, he so does. does. He does. Like, God is good. God is a just and true God because he gave Oliver Queen a hot kid. He gave him two hot kids, but it's different with fathers and but daughters. I mean, it just yeah. is. Well, because just because of how, no, it's not even the father-daughter thing. It's because of how Oliver was with women before. Well, right, but also fathers and daughters. The reason why fathers have yeah, such an issue yes. with daughters is because they know what boys think. At the yeah. age that these boys are going out with their daughters. 
I think it's perfect comeuppance to Oliver to be like, okay, like so I said, if there was a redemption, some guy listen, like me is gonna come along and want to go out with her, and I'm gonna if, lose. If my mind. we are talking redemption <laughs> arc, it's Oliver Queen having a hot a hot daughter. That's redemption right there. That's fully Ugh. realized superhero. Captain Lance somewhere in the beyond is just is cackling. He's just like, yeah. He's saying God is a trust, is a, is a just and true God, Mr. Captain Lance. I mean, man, if he, it's really a miracle that that man ever developed a relationship <laughs> with Oliver Queen because he banged both his daughters <laughs> at the same time <laughs> and cheated, and on, cheated them. on them and caused one of their deaths <laughs> twice. <sighs> Damn. He was a forgiving SOB. <laughs> But see, I'm okay with Lance forgiving him because he wasn't trying to fuck Oliver at the same time. I have limits. <laughs> this oh is God, all I'm saying. Jim. I know. We're going to be in so much trouble. Just from like the whole Honestly, beautiful and like. I'm going to be in trouble thing. with our podcast provider for going over our minutes. We're, we have limitations? Oh, oh yeah. Fuck, really? 10 hours a month. Ah! Every time we every time what? we go over, I have to bump up our plan <laughs> to the unlimited level. And then Wait, I bring this costs money the next month, and then we go, yes. Kelly, oh my God, Jen, you should tell okay, me these anyhow, things, and I'll go handsy with we you. We need to cut this off because we're talking about three hours of podcast. Oh here. my God, so we gotta stop. But we'll you and I will. You talk, can cut it. But yes. we'll stop okay, the bye. We're cutting you guys <laughs> off. You're cut off. Good night, family. Goodbye. Go watch 320 again without background music. That's the best way. Okay. <laughs> goodbye. Good night. See ya. Say goodbye, Jen. Goodbye. <laughs>